Stupid Sequence, the show where we make ranked lists of things that don't matter because arguing with your friends is fun. I'm your host, Josh. I'm Scott. Scott has been uh, fired from his host role and is now assistant host. Assistant uh, to I guess the demoted. host. De- assisted to the regional host. Assistant to the regional host. We're at episode 37 this week, and we'll start with a quick summary of what the show is. Goal of each episode is create a ranked list of something, usually media-related. Scott and I will pick a topic before the show, and each come prepared with a list of ten. In the first segment, we'll talk about items ten through six from each of our lists, why we feel they fit the list, why they're meaningful to us, or maybe some interesting facts about them. In segment two, we go over our top fives in more detail, and to finish things off in our last segment, we briefly mention any honorable mentions we have before going head-to-head and arguing over which items belong in the official top ten. This week, our topic is... The most unnecessary sequels slash remakes. Yep. Uh, pre- prequels also count. Anything made after the original. Mm, yep. Or, you know, even not necessarily has to be the original. It could be, you know, anything past the third thing in this series is bad. Or not. Okay. Okay. Important. Important distinction here. Unnecessary doesn't mean the product is bad. More means, like, it didn't need to exist. Although, arguably, frequently, if it's bad. Frequently, this means it's bad. Yeah. But not always. I have mm. items on my list that, you know, you look at, uh, holistically, you look at where this, whatever series was up to this point, and you go, okay, they did what they set out to do. This story is over. Like, underlined over. There is not much to do from here. And then... They go, well, if we did another one, and then they make another one, and it goes, oh, actually, you know, this was good. This actually turned out all right. Didn't need to exist, but it's still good. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of those as we go through here. But the majority of my list is stuff that I think, anyway, is pretty bad. Hooray. I like bad stuff sometimes. As I was going through this, I realized that there are a number of sequels or remakes that exist that I have actively avoided. That I I knew they existed, but I have intentionally not seen them. Sure. There were a couple of surprises where I learned, oh my god, that exists? Ugh. That's, yeah. that's unfortunate. When I was putting my list together, um, you know, I did research online and looking at different other lists that people have made and stuff, and a lot of the items that, you know, I, did, I tried not to pick things that I didn't have any personal connection to whatsoever. Like, if it's uh, a sequel to a movie I've never seen, and I also haven't seen the sequel or a remake, and I haven't seen the remake or the original, I, I'm not going to, I didn't choose any of those, even though there's some, like, objectively great answers out there. If I didn't see it, I didn't pick it. Yeah. So a lot of the, the the more popular choices for these, I didn't choose because I just um you know I didn't I haven't seen any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres, sure remake or sequels or original or whatever you know. Um, I I have seen a couple of them. Um, did not make my list though. Yeah, we'll uh we'll see we'll see where it goes. Well, why don't we get started here? Uh, Scott, why don't you give us your number ten? Maybe you've seen a little movie called Taken. 
Okay, this is an honorable mention for me. So Liam Neeson. Well, I guess depending on what your answer, what what where's your cutoff here? My cutoff is two and three, actually. Okay, I, you correct. <laughs> I taken the original taken, while not amazing. Well, it was amazing for a lot of reasons. It wasn't perfect. Let me put it that way. I love that movie. I really like it. Oh, I love it a lot, but it's not perfect. The problem is, right, um, the first Taken, right, it was a surprise hit because of the various ways that Liam Neeson killed and maimed, like, a poop ton of people, and it was Mm -hmm. very entertaining to see his skills. Um, No one really liked the parts with his daughter. Those are kind of weird. Like, the fact that... it's. Like Maggie Grace is uh, supposed to be playing like a fifteen year old or something, and she's got to be like twenty something. Yeah, okay. It's um, wild. I mean, she saw her friend killed and like severely injured and drugged and all that other stuff. And the last scene in the movie, she's like home and smiling and happy. And I'm just like, something about the timing of this feels like maybe your reactions are completely inappropriate but for the sequel right so good thing right from the original liam neeson killing maiming destroying Mm -hmm. i mean especially the unrated like the director's cut those are some awesome scenes very violent um but nobody liked the daughter stuff but for the sequel what do they do they add more family stuff like that is the part that nobody liked why are you putting that as a primary focus I, I could nitpick about two and three, but I've only seen parts of two because I turned it off. It was so dumb. I, I will say the premise for the first one was interesting. We got to, we got to be introduced to a new character, new skill set. It, it was very likable very quickly, and it was violent and entertaining and awesome. But that's where it should have ended. Anything after that point was 100% unnecessary. How they, irresponsible they... are you with your family's safety <laughs> that they get taken multiple times? Really? I Okay. I'm going to stop yeah, there. It, it's one of those things where it's like you look at like Taken put us put up against like uh John Wick for example. Sure. Yeah. That's a good comparison. John Wick, there's similar types of movies. Um John Wick like does world building. The, yeah. increasingly so as the series goes on but even yep. within that first movie there's some world building stuff about this like weird assassination world that exists and the coins and all this other stuff very that cool. you come out of that first movie and there's like there's unanswered questions there's things that are like why does how does this weird assassin stuff work and everything in this world that they explore in these those further movies um taken is just there's none of that it's just like girl gets taken liam neeson kills everyone to get her back he does it it kicks ass. It's a really fun movie. And she's home. There's nothing there's Spoil- nothing left to spoilers. There. And then aside from what if we just did it again? Yeah. Because the movie was successful. But, We're gonna find. Yeah. Important note here. We're gonna find, I think, through pretty much everything on my list and most of I would imagine your list are uh the the actual reason this thing was made is we think it's going to make a lot of money. And sometimes they're right, and sometimes they are wrong. <laughs> I think there is one on my list that does not meet that. I think it was not made to make money. It was a self-indulgent Interesting. Okay. choice, and we'll get into that for sure. Okay. 
But yeah, anyway, curious to hear what that is. Taken two, three. What's your number ten? Uh, my number ten is one of the things on, uh, my one of the items on my list that I actually consider to be a good, a good product overall. Um, there is a video game series titled The Last of Us. You may mm-hmm. know it if you are less into video games. You may know it as there was a TV show last year adapting the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, TV show incredible. Video the, the that first game incredible. Second game I think also incredible. Um, I'm not talking about the sequel here. I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about uh every time they've done a remaster slash remake of these games there are two games they've done two remasters and a remake already Hmm. this doesn't need to happen the first so last of us the first last of us game came out in 2013 on the playstation 3 Mm -hmm. notably the last year the playstation 3 was uh having the releases was the new system yep um playstation 4 came out in 2014 and then they said, all right, Last of Us Remastered a year after the first one came out. And people are like, okay, really? There's Cash. very little visual difference between... Cash grab. Okay, and, and you know, for our listeners who may not be as familiar with the world of video games and remasters slash remakes, usually in the world of video games, when you talk about a remake, we're talking about, like, completely making the game again from the ground up with newer technology. Usually these are games that are, like, decades old at this point um, that are getting that remake treatment early. Uh, a remaster is usually just we're just gonna upgrade we're, the whole the game is the same we're just gonna upgrade the visuals with what newer technology is um which is even different from a port right because there are sure. some games that get ported to like the ds i mean years ago right they got sure. ported to the ds or the 3ds yeah, a port is just later on you're gonna put it on a different system than what it made right made. but they branded this as a remaster they sold it for sixty dollars um which at the time was, you know, full price for a video game, for a AAA video game. Is that um, not the... It's 70 now, right? It's 70 now, yeah. yeah. Um, not not everything has gone to 70, but a couple years ago, um, a lot of the bigger releases started going to 70, and that's kind of the norm for your bigger releases now. A lot of Although, indie stuff isn't doing that as much. Switch is still 60. Uh, Switch has been 60 except for Tears of the Kingdom. They put that out for 70. Interesting. Because they knew that they could absolutely get away with it, and boy, they sure did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, you know, they, these were very much cash grabs. So Last of Us 1 Remaster was a year after the first one came out. Um, Last of Us 1 Remake came out last year. Uh, uh, synced up ish to the release of within a couple months of that TV show coming out, which is really the only reason they did that. And it does look better, but not that much. Um, and then uh, in so Last of Us Two came out in 2020, and then they're putting a remaster of that out this year, which is you know. Four years later, not mm. that long for a remaster, guys. And so it's just, hey, Last of Us 2, again, came out really late on PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. They're making it available on PlayStation 5. For the remaster? For the, for the remaster, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it 
It's one of those. At least, at least with this one, if you bought the first game, they're letting you upgrade to the second one for ten dollars. So that's nice, at least. Okay. Um, and they're putting actual new content into. They're putting like cut levels and um, uh, like uh, like a roguelike mode in there and stuff. So there's there's actual. I see. So I guess I'll leave, I'll leave Last of Us Two Remaster off of this because they're actually making that a a more valuable proposition. But the Last of Us One stuff just didn't didn't need to exist on the t- at least on the time frame that it did. Sure. Okay. So. No, that's fair, and I I think that's. That is something like I don't have a ton of experience with remastered video games. There's only a couple that I've played that are remastered and uh, the ones that I have played were very intentional by me. So I'm happy that they exist and uh, is not necessary. I would not consider them unnecessary. Sure. And I don't don't have a problem with the practice of doing remasters. The idea of doing one a year after the first game, after the game you're remastering came out is just silly. Yeah. Uh, Unnecessary, some might say. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number 10. Let's hear your number nine. My number nine, there is a an action rom-com that I really enjoyed uh, from the early 2000s. That was Miss Congeniality. Uh, okay. For those of you who have not seen that movie, the general premise is that there is a... a uh, Sandra Bullock plays an FBI woman that does not have a lot of um, pizzazz. She's she's very what's the word I'm looking for? Um, have you seen this movie? I have not. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not a big Sandy B. Person. Okay, so let me. I'm trying to figure out the best way to describe it. Basically, she's not super feminine in this movie. Uh, okay, does not exhibit what you would consider a Miss America pageant contestant, like a typical sure. one from that era, and. She's a bit rough around the edges, doesn't really comb her hair even all that much, eats whatever, is very talks like a sailor. So just kind of, you know, not really the right person for that type of role, um, is put into a situation where she does need to go undercover and become a contestant um, because they need somebody on the front lines to figure out what's actually going on with these threats that they're dealing with. Um and it, it's a great movie. It, it's kind of cute. You know, there's, it's an interesting premise, but the characters are very likable. There's growth through the movie. Uh, Michael Caine is in it for a while, and he's also very good in that movie. Um, he's good in everything, though. Okay, so Absolutely. Yeah. But so, very entertaining movie. I enjoyed it. I laughed a lot. And it ended, and I was like, that's a great one-off movie nice rom-com it's kind of rom-com you know guy gets girl at the end but that's not really the focus of it it's more like an action comedy anyway point being good one-off movie and then like four years later they're like oh miss congeniality too and i'm like why why did you what why does this exist i mean we know why this exists it's money but um when so when sandra bullock was asked about uh if fans can expect a third miscongeniality film, she said, and I quote, God, no, 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 two shouldn't have been done. Wow. So she feels pretty strongly that two was a, a big waste of time. I mean, it, it, I haven't seen two intentionally because of my like for one. I don't want mm-hmm. it to be ruined by having watched number two. Looks like um, a fifteen uh, percent Rotten Tomato score for Miss Congeniality Two. Ooh, yeah, that's that's a it rough has people one. in it I like. Regina King's great. 
Sure. Uh, Dietrich Bader is great. Sure. I think you're going to uh, find that a lot of Bill, these Bill movies Shatner. that I discuss, because my list is all movies, uh, a lot of these are with phenomenal actors and people that I have a lot of respect for. And, and yet, if the writing is bad, it does not matter who is in your movie. Right. Yeah. You can't. And that's, can't, that not, is a key even issue the best actors that I take a with a lot of these. Saving bad writing. We'll get into more of that. But generally speaking, so this one, Miss Congeniality 2, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm upset that they made it because Miss Congeniality, the first one, was very entertaining. And a movie that I watched multiple times. I feel like this is one of those movies that back when you actually had cable and would flip channels, it was on with a relative frequency enough that I would see it and be like, Oh, I'm just going to watch the rest of this again. And so I've seen the, at least the second half of that movie many times, um, simply because I'm flipping channels and, Oh, it happens to be on. I'll just leave it. It's a movie that I, I definitely stop on, <laughs> you know, like my cousin Vinny, not He's a like sequel, not a sequel, not unnecessary. Great movie. We're going to keep moving. What's your number nine? My number nine is uh, easily the broadest one on my list. I don't have a ton to say about it because it's so broad um, and is also just nakedly apparent. Uh, mine is every single Disney live action remake. Yeah, that that's on my honorable mentions. Um, I I'm I'm very iffy on these. I'm I don't understand why they were made. Because um, no, they I know why they were made. Hundreds I, of millions of dollars. Yeah, I get it. It's a Disney, so it it's gonna make money. I get that. But as somebody who loves the Lion King, I don't want to see a live action version. For it's not somebody, even live action. I, okay, you're right. It's all it's, an, not, it's the whole thing's it's animated CGI, still. Yeah, okay, but it's it's ridiculous, and I don't like it. Uh, obviously, it'd be cooler if it was actual lions. That would these are these are frequently billion dollar movies. The Lion King made one point six billion dollars. The remake, and it's ridiculous. Who's who? Why are people going to these? What what are you getting out of this? I don't understand. The movie. And here's the thing. I'm not yeah. a Disney hater. A lot of these movies that they're remaking, you know, your golden age, like 80s and the 90s Disney's movies were, were the, just a lot of those movies are good. Beauty and the Beast is good. Lion King's great. You know, Little mm-hmm. Mermaid, it's a good mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've... I've Jungle Book. I like Jungle uh, Book. I don't... Okay, no, I've seen parts of the Beauty and the Beast live action remake because Emma Watson's in that. Um. That's not why I saw it, but I, that's how I remember. Um, but I don't know that I've seen any of the other ones. Emperor's New Groove with a live-action llama. God, that would I, be awesome. I would watch it. <laughs> I would, it would be bad, almost guaranteed. Oh, David Spade uh, does the voiceover for it. That'd be, oh, yeah. <laughs> but get, get a llama with sass, with real attitude, and I will watch that. It truly so uh, let, let's look I'm, I'm gonna run through the list here of all of these that they've done okay go i'm gonna i'm gonna make the cutoff be maleficent the 2014 movie oh, does for, not yeah, count yeah. because okay. that's not a straight remake of sleeping beauty right no it's a no, different, no no it would it would say ones, yeah an adaptation 
all the ones since then have been straight remakes of those movies. Okay. We have Cinderella in 2015, Jungle mm. Book 2016, uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass, mm. Beauty and the Beast. Uh, apparently there's a Christopher Robin one. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh... uh Dumbo. Oh, I, no, the Christopher Robin one I feel like was actually good. Why do I feel Is like I've seen thing? that? I, I, there were like multiple projects that came out around then, um, around Winnie the Pooh stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, hold so on, I can't. I can't. I'm not going to speak to that one. I'm not. I'm not necessarily lumping that one in here. Um. Yeah. You and McGregor is uh is I Christopher Robin. Um. Hold on. I let didn't me, see it. See. Did I see this? Yeah. Oh no. Okay. So oh, this I, is like grown up Christopher Robin. It is. It yeah, is grown up Christopher is, Robin. Okay. okay. I'm not. That, I don't know why this is in this list. This isn't included. Well, I'm not including any of this. It's not a. We have. Yeah. Don't include that. Yeah. So Beauty and the Beast, Dumbo, Aladdin, uh, Lady and the Tramp, Mulan, Cruella. That one's sort of. Well, that one's that actually one's, a little bit different. of a different, it's different story. Yeah. It's terrible, but it's a different thing. Um, uh, Pinocchio, Peter Pan and Wendy, and The Little Mermaid. Are any of these good? No, they're all terrible. You want to know how many there are planned for the future? There's more? There are ten more planned. Jesus. Right now. They're doing a sequel to the Lion King remake. They're doing a live-action remake of Moana. That movie's less than a decade old. What are we even doing? Live action Lilo and Stitch? Who in their right mind would ever want that? That movie's great, by the way. Lilo and Stitch, excellent movie. Oh, I love that movie. I don't, I don't know what we're doing here. Disney's lost their damn minds. We just, there's way too many of these. They're just going to continue cranking them out because everyone is paying ludicrous amounts of money to go see these. They're making billion-plus dollars frequently. Uh despite being largely critically panned. Uh, I, I don't get it, but I guess they're not for me. So, but hey, number nine the, on the list. Well, the target audience is not us. Well, sort of. The target audience it's, it's is, Disney adults. is Disney adults, but it's also millennials that loved these movies, grew up on them, and now have kids and want to experience that with their kids. But yeah, the they're adults. not getting... The same effect. Yeah, okay, I guess that's Disney adults to some extent, but I, I don't consider myself a Disney adult, but there are a few choice Disney movies I absolutely will be showing my children once they're actually willing to sit and watch a movie start to finish. Sure. <laughs> Which uh, we're getting like, close. We're think, close. I don't think kids are the ones clamoring to see any of these. It's the Disney adults that want, I'm like... No, I don't think most kids are like, I really want to go see that Mulan live action movie. Mm. It's it's the people who it's the nostalgia play is yeah, all yeah. this is, which is like half of Hollywood now. Right. Yeah. Um, Big, bigger does bigger does not mean better. I think is uh, more budget, bigger movies doesn't mean it's going to be better. certainly spending more money on them. Yeah. But yeah. That's my number nine. What do you got for number eight? My number eight uh, another movie that is kind of like an early 2000s um, women's comedy, uh, Legally Blonde. I love that movie. Reese Witherspoon 
is fantastic and the story is entertaining and it doesn't really hold up all that well now but they made a legally blonde too um reese witherspoon returns she does a good job um she's working with a very weak script and the supporting cast isn't very good none of them really add a whole lot to the film and so two just falls very short Legally um, Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. Exactly. That is, that is the name of it, and it, it should not exist. And I'm, I'm upset because the first one, again, a, a cool concept, concise story that is maybe not ruined, but besmirched with a crappy sequel. Yeah, I have not seen either of these. Um, oh, the first one's entertaining. I, I bet a- your wife has seen the first one. Um, oh yeah, I think definitely. we've talked about it actually. You know what? I think we talked about that movie the last time I was there for some reason. I don't know that's, why. That's entirely possible. Weirdly enough, Regina King also in Legally Blonde two, along with Miss Congeniality two. She's just jumping on these sequels, I guess. I guess that's you know she got to start somewhere. But Legally Blonde, the first one, I recommend the first one. Do not watch the second one. You are not missing anything. I wasn't planning on it. But definitely see the first one. It's like, it's kind of a comedy classic around that time period. Again, not all the jokes have held up. There's some, uh, there's some stuff that definitely would probably not be done that way now. It's not like it's a really yeah, you, offensive you get, like, comedy, the, but... The, the 2000s were a cesspool for comedy movies, just in terms of... Uh, uh, use of various things that are definitely considered slurs now. Hmm. No, it's um, not even that, but the exaggeration of some of the uh, personas, I think, like especially some of the um, gay people represented in the movie are not, th- that do not, does sure. not hold up well today. Uh, yeah, uh, that's maybe so the best way to put it is... Keep it in that context. 2000s comedies have aged more poorly than almost any type of media has aged certainly feels that way in fact there are a number of other ones on my honorable mentions list that are like early 2000s comedies now you want to talk about comedies from the 80s what is your number eight that's that's the real shit okay my number eight is uh we've hit another one that i consider to actually be good um well okay complicated some of it's good some of it's not are you familiar with the God of War franchise in video games? Yes. So, God of War, we'll, give, we'll do a little bit of a rundown here of this franchise. God of War is about Kratos, who is a Greek man who uh, was tricked by the god Ares uh, to, into uh, murdering his own family and his ashes, and also uh, permanently infused their ashes into his skin, so he is um, like super like ashen looking and he's got like a red tattoo on him and he's known as the ghost of Sparta because he's a Spartan warrior and now he serves the god Ares and um, uh, does does his bidding. Turns out Ares is a total dick and the first game is about you kind of breaking free of Ares control and ultimately killing him. Over the course of Gods of War 2 and 3 you proceed to kill the entire rest of the Greek pantheon basically. <laughs> Um, because yep. like spoiler, a little bit of spoilery stuff here for games that are, you know, like 
20 years old at this point almost um yeah, you in two you find out that Zeus is your dad, and that's why you kind of have are way more powerful than a normal person. And then, like at the end, at the end of one, you you killing Ares made you the god of war, and then Zeus strips you of your powers at the beginning of two, and so blah blah blah, a whole bunch of stuff happens. Long story short, you kill the whole rest of the Greek pantheon to get back to Zeus, and you end up killing him at the end of three. Um, Spoiler. And hey, guess what? That's a complete story. You killed. All the gods in that pantheon, you did it. They're pretty much all dead. There's not, you would think that there's not much else to do there. Um, in between some of those games, they put out a couple of handheld games on the PSP that covered like, there were prequels. So it was like, okay, you're kind of filling in. Like the first one, it, uh, uh, what, uh, Chains of Olympus are like, here's how Kratos like fell into this position in the first place kind of a thing. And then after three came out, they ended up putting out another prequel called Ghost of Sparta. And that game was actually quite good. Um, that was kind of another, like an interquel, if you will, um, mm. with like between one and two or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly. Um, you get into past that. It's like, okay, the franchise seems like it's done. We did it. These games did well. It seems like it's done. On the PS3, they're like, what if we put out God of War Ascension? Which is a game that's another interquel about nothing really interesting, and the game's not very good, and we put a competitive multiplayer mode in it because that's kind of what video games were doing back in, like, 2000 and. 10 ish where it's like well, mm, yeah. games sell better if they have a multiplayer i guess so uh no one liked that game it did very poorly um i don't even widely remember this bad. game and i've heard yeah. of all of the other ones you just mentioned you said yeah. ascension god of war ascension it's a I, bad game i don't know that i've heard of this game uh and then the franchise was done but wait 2018 for another they come they out were, with. They were all of them deceived. Yeah, they were all other game was another God of War was made. <laughs> <laughs> um, they put out uh, Safe Studio and everything put out um, a new game titled God of War because that's what see, that's what re- soft reboots and reboots and everything. We're just gonna name everything the same name every time, which is stupid. I hate that. But oh, we're um, gonna go, get to okay, that conceptually they're like what if the conceptually this sounds stupid what if kratos left greece after killing all the gods there and went to scandinavia and now he was interacting with the scandinavian gods the norse gods and it's like okay guys we're really out of ideas huh we're just trying to revive this franchise for uh for, for because we think well, it'll sell a bunch but then they were like well, okay we're gonna completely change the tone and t- t- the, we're gonna uh, overhaul the gameplay we're gonna change the tone we're gonna get way more serious about the storytelling instead of kratos just being a rage monster who's out here just doing wanton murder all the time he's like okay i've i had my past i'm deeply ashamed of my past i've actually started like a family here and now and i hidden the fact that i'm actually a god and and now, um, like the game starts with, uh, his wife has died and he is taking his son to cut down trees to make a funeral pyre for his wife. Um, mm. and, and it's, and then like one of the Norse gods shows up having figured out that, um, he, it's like, oh, we're looking like we could tell that there's a God here. Um, 
and then he's he and his son are launched into this adventure and it's like really good storytelling and like deeply emotionally moving and it's a lot about like kratos learning how to be a father in ways that he never experienced like when he grew up or even like as an adult or anything like that um and it's this like really deep great game um that like it okay i conceptually this game did not need to exist but they absolutely crushed it another ultimately they made some sequels that super or a sequel that super didn't need to exist and then they kind of overhauled the franchise into uh something completely different that's honestly much better than the old games i loved those old games the new ones are like god of war 2018 is like probably like a top 25 all-time game for me hmm. so uh it's ranking one of the that rare, highly, would you really call it unnecessary it didn't need to exist they the, but they figured out a way to make it work hmm. um but you're glad it exists i'm glad it exists it didn't need to but i'm glad it does so um so yeah that's number eight um and now i'm just putting that whole entry as god of war past god of war 3 basically it didn't really need to exist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so okay yeah what's your number seven number seven is one that i believe we have sort of discussed previously and one that i know you feel pretty strongly about uh, i'm gonna go with indiana jones crystal skull slash oh my dial of destiny my number seven is Indiana Jones and the no. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It no. totally is. Exactly uh, number seven. Froze out from last time. That's very funny. That is incredible. Um, I did not include Dial of Destiny because I haven't watched it and I don't really know anything about it. That's the um, only reason I included it. I, I hear it's I not know very good. nothing. Yeah. Well, the, it shouldn't exist. It's unnecessary, right? I but mean, boy, the, do I know about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I know that movie is not good. It did not need to exist. Nearly 20 years after the originals. I mean, it just didn't need to be made. What What do you want me to say here? Because I, Shia Why is Shia LaBeouf here? I, yeah. I like Shia LaBeouf. He hides in a fridge to escape a nuclear explosion. Yes. There's an extended, se- extended sequence with CGI ants. Yes. Uh, what are we doing? Driving uh, in those Jeeps through the uneven terrain in the jungle and everybody's just standing up no problem like okay no again the cast is good yeah Kate Blanchett is an all-timer yep John Hurt R.I.P. incredible actor yep I still like Shia LaBeouf I know you maybe feel some kind of way about him but I like Shia LaBeouf I think he's a great dude more recent years has maybe been revealed to be uh kind of a dirtbag but well okay um depends on the context but yes that's I'm not defending him let's uh as an actor in this movie, I feel like he plays a certain choice he's role. Okay, very, in this. very fine. Yeah, he's not awful. He, he was fine, fine in the the first Transformers. Sure. Notice I said the first. Yeah, those those go a place. Yeah, didn't make my list though. Um, Harrison Ford was already sixty four when they made this. Yeah. Okay. So that's the other problem. Harrison Ford. Yes, he is too old. I don't want you to reboot it though. I don't want you to replace him with someone else because Harrison Ford he, would murder anyone who he is tried to replace him. Indiana Jones. It's the, it's the one role he really cares about. Don't remake this, right? Which it, is why they made another one. It should have ended after the third one. It I mean, we're talking almost 20 years later, right? It did not need to exist. Stop 
trying to do the cash grab thing when it clearly ruins the originals. No, it doesn't ruin it. Besmirches. I said that earlier. I think that's the best way to say it. It just, it puts such a bad taste in your mouth for the originals that when you go to watch those, all you can think of is, dang, eventually you're going to run into some aliens and deal with Shia LaBeouf. That sucks for you. No, I don't, I don't need that lingering over my head. It's like a dark cloud. Like, I wouldn't call the aliens thing a twist, really. No. In this. It's not great, though. It's not interesting. You know I'm not a fan of aliens as the twist. Well, it's not interesting, but it also, I'm not as upset in this because, like, the Ark of the Covenant is also kind of like a whimsy whimsy thing. It it kind of fits with the ethos of what Indiana Jones is. It's not The old movies are about the occult, right? They're about occult objects. They're about fascination with the occult, whether that is Christian-related or um, pagan or whatever, right? They're occultic, magical objects. This one is like, there's an alien skull, I guess. That's just It doesn't have the same... uh, Whimsy? vibe mm. to it whimsy's not really what i'm no. looking for it doesn't have the same kind of uh i know what you're trying to say it it vibe is probably the best way to say it the 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 occult aspect of it is not present because it is a skull as opposed to something that makes more sense for historical foundation and and i'm just gonna say Indiana Jones movies, better when they're dealing with Nazis. <laughs> okay, fine. Nazis are a better villain. Than aliens? <laughs> the, well, I mean, the Russians, and <laughs> the Russians in this one. Um, yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. And, um, and that's also part of why Crystal Skull, or not Crystal Skull, uh, Temple of Doom is not as good, right? I, I'm not going to watch Dial of Destiny. Crystal Skull was disappointing enough. I... I don't think I'm going to bother with Dial of Destiny. Yeah, I, I hear Dial of Destiny is probably better than Crystal Skull, but not by a lot. I, in doing research for this, I found a number of people that feel like Crystal Skull is on par with or slightly better than Temple of Doom. And I was like, what? Also, Temple of Doom isn't great. It's the weakest of the three, it's aged, but it's not it's aged very poorly. Okay, that's in a lot fine. of ways. But but also wasn't good at the time, especially. It was all right. It's okay. Okay, but I'm not discounting it because I still pair it in when I think of the three Indiana Jones movies. I don't. But there's moments from that that are very memorable. I there's don't. Very little it. from Crystal of the Crystal Skull that's memorable in a positive way. Um, nothing is memorable in a positive way from Crystal Skull. So anyway, that's my number seven. Your number seven, coincidentally, same thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could just go to my number six then. Or yeah, do you want to? Okay. My number six is a shot for shot remake. It is Psycho 1998, featuring uh, Vince Vaughn. Uh, this is on uh, my honorable mentions as um, including the Psycho remake, but also including Psycho Two. The sequel to Psycho that was made some years after the original. Yeah, I'm ignoring that movie. I'm I'm more upset about this one because the original was so good. I mean, you, uh, I, I just, hmm. The original Psycho movie, right? The Alfred Hitchcock classic. All-time classic. 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 Excellent movie. A movie that I feel is 
a genre-defining movie, a style-defining movie. Mm -hmm. It has a twist that at the time was completely unheard of and was just so ridiculous. And everything about it feels like this movie is an all-time great forever and always. And so this one is my pick that was not made for money, but in fact, it was... um, I forget his name. Last name is Van Zant. Van Sant. Gus, Gus Van Sant. Gus Van Sant. Yes. So in so in sticking so close to Hitchcock's film, Van Sant's Psycho remake feels exceedingly pointless. Right. It offers everything the original did, but it doesn't execute it as well because he doesn't have the like cast. What, you're gonna. You think you're gonna make a movie better than Alfred Hitchcock? Hitchcock? No. His magic can't be copied. Come on, right? Come, what are you thinking? The cast of Psycho was perfect. Alfred did an amazing job finding the the perfect Norman Bates. I just everything about this was absolutely spectacular. And Van Sant's incentive for making this was literally self indulgence, waste of time and money. It was his own ego that said, "I can do this just as good, if not better." And also it, your choice to replace redeeming. Norman Bates and to play Norman Bates in this replacing Anthony Perkins was Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. He was what? popular what are we at the doing? time, I guess, but yeah, for doing like cheese ball comedies. Yes. Nothing about this. Hanging out sense. with Owen Wilson. Well, no, that, that came later actually. Was it later? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Slightly but later. Slightly later. But it, Vince Vaughn it just, sucks. I'm sorry, yeah. but he sucks. Well, he plays a very specific type of character and thinking back at the time, I thought it was hilarious. Now it's like he did not age well. I don't know that any of his stuff has aged well. Dodgeball, maybe. I'll give you dodgeball because that one's funny. Although arguably parts of that have also not aged well. Um, Psycho 1998, though, this, this movie should not exist. It is 100% unnecessary. You are not Alfred Hitchcock. You will never be Alfred Hitchcock. You were egotistical to think that you could even get close to his level. And so this movie, awful casting, awful job, should not exist. I'm pretending like it doesn't. Yeah, it's Psycho. Uh, not does, uh, pretty, pretty textbook. Just didn't need to exist at all here. Yeah, definitely, definitely an honorable mention for me. Mm. What's your number six? Uh, oh, actually, I will mention last thing on Psycho. Um, as I was doing this, this one was pretty low on my list. I think it was 10 at one point. Okay. And it even got pushed off the list at one point, even after I had done the research on it. And then I was reflecting on a few of the other things and I... I I got angrier thinking about the fact that somebody thought they could be the next Alfred Hitchcock, <laughs> and I just I'm like, okay, I ought to bump this up. So it kicked off a couple other things that we'll talk about later. So yeah, six Psycho. What's your number six? Uh, my number six is another franchise that sure didn't need to be a franchise. Um, hmm. We're talking about the um, sequels to Jaws. Jaws: The so, Revenge. Uh, there's Jaws 2, mm-hmm. there's Jaws 3D, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. Jaws the Revenge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's any past that. 
So I think so. Where's your cutoff? Everything after the original? Everything after Jaws. Gotcha. Um, this was actually one of the 11s that got punched off. <laughs> so uh, Jaws is a novel originally that Steven Spielberg adapted. Yes. Famously. Um, it basically invented the summer blockbuster. Um, one of the greatest films of all time. In phenomenal. my opinion, absolutely Truly incredible. What what a great movie! Um, despite its uh, wild inaccuracy to actual sharks and amount of harm that that has, movie has done to real life sharks over the years, that's um, not that's not relevant to this. We're talking uh, not, about not the, the movie. Not relevant. The movie itself, truly an incredible movie. Yes. They have this the incredible actors. battle with this malevolent monster of a shark. Yep. Um, you know, uh, one iconic one liners. Yep. Yeah, just a fantastic a time. Tells a complete story. There was a shark that was harassing, or I guess menacing is a better word. Menacing. Um, this bum, island. Bum, 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 uh, bum, 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 and uh, and they killed the shark. Um, spoilers. Whoa. Spoilers for Jaws, I guess. Oh my gosh. From 1974 or 5? 1975. Um, my word. And then... A different director is like 1978. What if we made Jaws 2? What if we did more Jaws? And we got Roy Scheider back. Um, I feel and, like I've seen this one. Uh, so this movie's not terrible. Uh, generally okay received. What, what was the um, premise on number two? Because I am I think I've seen this, but I can't remember any specifics. Hey guys, there's another shark. That's it? Just another shark. Yeah, pretty much. Also, also, uh, Roy Scheider has PTSD from dealing with the first shark. And honestly, I would too, because uh, that guy gets eaten by that shark, and it's pretty gruesome. If I had seen that, I would be very upset. Um, but hey, we got another shark, and they gotta deal with another shark. Oh, and they do. Wait a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah. This one. Okay, no, I remember with the uh, helicopter that landed on the water and okay, yep, no, I, I think that's, is that this one? I think it is. Yeah. And then we get into Jaws 3D, which is a truly awful movie by any measure. I haven't seen um, that one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really bad. Dennis Quaid's in this one. We're just, no, but it's got <laughs> basically no connection to any cast or, uh, or any of the creators or anything on this movie. We don't even have uh, John Williams on the soundtrack anymore at this point. Um, this has to do with uh, like the the our Dennis Quaid is playing the uh, the son of Roy Scheider in this and works at a Sea World now, and uh, it it's uh, it's not good. It's not a good movie. Notoriously awful. Would, would it then, have been better if it was Randy Quaid? No. No, it would not. <laughs> Randy Quaid sucks. Randy Quaid is not it. For many reasons that we will not get into here. Uh, not yet. And then you have Jaws the Revenge. And uh, this one has Michael Caine in it at least, but is notoriously still awful. Uh, Michael Caine ha was not able to accept his Oscar in person that he was receiving for a different movie because he was on set filming 
on location filming a Jaws the Revenge, mm. which I imagine Terrible is a lifelong disappointment for him. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to get into Jaws the Revenge, but hey, none of these needed to exist past the first one. The first one is basically a perfect movie, um, and the rest of them are middling to bad. Um, and, you know, they, uh, again, made for. Hey, Jaws made a lot of money. What if uh, Jaws 2 also made a lot of money? Turns out, yes. Yeah. But, yep. you know. Jaws 2 I have seen. It was okay. Not not that memorable, obviously. But it was no Jaws 1. No. <laughs> Certainly not. But. but hey, with that, we, we should probably take uh, a quick break. Yeah. That's our 10 through 6s. We're going to take a bit of a break here. We'll come back to do our 10 through 5s. So stick around, folks. Well, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you have show ideas, comments, you should reach out to us, preferably via email, stupidsequence at gmail.com. That's S-T-U-P-I-D-S-E-Q-U-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. We're going to move on to the second half of our list. We got some five through tens here. Five through one. Some of the truly <laughs> five, five through, through one. ones. That's right. You're you're correct. Why don't you do? Uh, Why don't you kick it off? What's your number five? All right, uh, we're going back to video games here. Yeah, for um, those for the second to last time on my list. Um, this is a game that the original was quite good, and for uh, this is one of the more unique items on my list because uh, the reasons that this was unnecessary and got screwed up are different than pretty much anything else on my list. We're gonna dig into a little bit of this history. Um, Blizzard okay. Entertainment in 2016 put out a game called Overwatch. Mm-hmm. It is a hero shooter uh, and was instantly wildly popular and remained very popular for years and years after that. Oh, yeah. And then a while after that, they announced Overwatch 2. Um, and that has been nothing but a shit show since... They announced it. Uh, So they announced uh, this game, I want to say like 2019-ish. And then they took a really long time to actually give us anything in terms of information about it or whatever. But their big selling point for what Overwatch 2 was going to be is obviously new characters and maps and blah, blah, blah. That stuff like you do for a sequel. But um, if you're not familiar with Overwatch, you might not know that when Overwatch 1 was created, um, it was initially conceived as an MMO, um, like a, a, a successor like a shooter, to World of Warcraft. A shooter MMO? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the original conception for Overwatch. And then ultimately, their ideas for that didn't quite work out. They turned it kind of into a conventional competitive shooter and it was wildly successful very Mm. popular characters you know kind of some storytelling built around some like pixar like cutscenes that were released as ads and stuff like that um blizzard's animation department has always been extremely good uh so um their big selling point for what's going to make overwatch 2 overwatch 2 right why is it worthy of like a sequel number rather than this is just another ongoing update to a live service game. Yeah. 
Uh, and that was going to be, um, we're, they're, they're like, we're finally going to put, um, like story mode, um, cooperative multiplayer content in here, or that you could play through single player, um, where you're leveling up your characters over time and skill tree and talent points. And you're able to customize these characters in a way that you never could in the original game. And to me, as someone who really liked Overwatch, when it first came out lapsed after a little while and never really went back to it. That was a really compelling idea. And like, Oh, I really like the sound of that. That's something that I could get into. Um, so that was out there, um, a ways ahead of the release. Um, as you get closer to release, as this is the development cycle for Overwatch 2 went on and on, we just weren't hearing things about it. We start getting closer to the release, which ultimately ended up happening late 2022. Um, and there were some questionable things. They're changing it from a 6v6 game to a 5v5 game. A lot of people really didn't like that. I didn't really have much of a strong opinion on that, but apparently a lot of people not a big fan of that idea. A lot of the your, your Overwatch diehard people. Um, then after a little while, they um, as we get closer to the release, they say, "Oh, um, we're not uh, the 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 single player that story stuff. Uh, the the you level up your characters and stuff. We're that's going to get delayed. Actually, it's not going to be available at launch." Oh, also, we're killing Overwatch 1, and Overwatch 2 will be the only product that exists. Hmm. Um, so it's like, uh, what? why does this exist anymore? Like, what, what are we doing? Um, and uh, the game ultimately comes out, and it does okay, and gets uh, people are frustrated with various aspects of it, but then the idea go, is like, okay, well, the story mode stuff is going, and then that's going to justify all this stuff, right? Early 2023, in May, uh, Blizzard comes out and says, we have completely scrapped that story mode. It will no longer be in the game. Sounds like there's some something else going on here. At that point, it's like, what? Okay, so you, you kind of sold everybody on this idea, and you've killed off your old product already. This is after the release and everything, and now it's like, what? what, what is happening here? Um... Later on, even than that, they announce, oh, we're going to do a story mode thing. It's going to be smaller in scope. It's not going to have the leveling up stuff. It's going to be some story mode stuff that you can do co-op. But all that stuff that made it sound interesting, that's all gone. Also, you have to pay for it now separately. Uh, so this whole everything about Overwatch 2 is kind of a disaster. If you go on to Steam, they ended up putting this out on Steam. Um, Steam does an, a review system, the Let's Players Review Games, and then it mark, gives every game like a sentiment score that ranges from, you know, you might get like a mixed reviews or mostly positive, mostly negative, overwhelmingly positive, overwhelmingly negative. Uh, Overwatch 2, overwhelmingly negative reviews on Steam with 237,000 reviews. Uh, people mm. not happy with the way that this went. Um, the idea, like, because it, it's like, hey, you had a product that was popular, you promised something that was really cool, you made your existing product worse, and killed off the version that people liked, and then scrapped anything new that was going to be interesting about the new thing. So, mm. ultimately, you made this a thing that just doesn't need to exist. So, it, I, I have to believe that COVID played a part in this. But also, that's very likely the lawsuits that they were facing during that time period. I feel like those also may have played a part in this. 
Yeah, Blizzard uh, got uh, was getting a lot of flack uh, at the time for various uh, sexual harassment lawsuits and um, abuse against for, by leadership and discrimination against women and minorities. Um, really gross stuff. Really reprehensible stuff. Um, but uh, some really questionable business decisions going along on top of all that. Um, hmm. Blizzard is a company that has, in a lot of people's eyes, uh, they used to be one of the most beloved video game companies, and they're just extremely not that anymore. That company that, you know, like, um, in, like, mid-2000s, where it's like, wow, was incredibly popular, and they were coming off of stuff like the Warcraft games, um, the RTS games, and StarCraft, and had built this insanely loyal following, they have pretty much destroyed all of that goodwill at this point. Um, 15... By by 15 years after 2005, you know, by 2020, and especially even now, 2024, they have destroyed all that goodwill, and uh, uh, they just they've really screwed it up. So that's a bummer. Um, but yeah, anyway, Overwatch 2, they made some mistakes, and ultimately, Overwatch 2 as a sequel didn't need to exist. It's certainly not in the way that it does. Sure. Having never played these games, but being familiar at least a little bit with some of the Blizzard stuff, uh, this is fascinating, but also very disappointing. Yeah, it's it's a real bummer. I really liked that first game. It, you know, over time, with the balance changes that they made and everything, they made it into a game that wasn't for me anymore, because it's kind of... I, I usually like a Blizzard game when it comes out, and then over time they balance it into something I don't find fun anymore. Um, but That's um, pretty typical. Yeah. So, but I, you know, I, there was a chance that I could have gotten into back into Overwatch with Overwatch, with what Overwatch 2 was originally supposed to be. And, uh, sure didn't happen. Hmm. So, okay. It earns number five on my list. What's your number five? So, my number five is one that I feel strongly about the original. And that's okay. why the remake is hitting for me a little bit hard. Uh, that is the Karate Kid. Ah, honorable mention as well yeah i really like the original um they don't do karate in this movie no they do kung it's taekwondo fu. it's or is kung, it kung fu? fu it's kung it's fu. kung fu so what are we doing yeah okay let me let me get into some of the specifics on that because that is one of my gripes right first of all you call it karate kid he doesn't learn karate he's in china they do kung fu which is fine but don't call it the karate kid call it kung fu kid or something else but the, the, the fact that you're using exactly that's the the fact that you're using the brand shows how much you just don't care about the actual content of the original. Um, not only are you competing with the original, but at that point you are competing with about 26 years of snowballed nostalgia. I mean, there's there's just there's a lot of gripes that I have with this movie. Um, one the there's too much difference in the bullies and that's largely due to the age of uh of dre versus um ralph macchio's character um because he was in high school but dre is in middle school um and so anything that the kids do is a lot more toned down uh like the bullies when they're fighting him or messing with him so it's it's not as painful like which is sounds dumb but like that when you get hit with a high schooler it it can hurt when you get hit with a middle schooler 
I mean, you're a middle schooler at the time, fine, maybe it hurts a little bit, but it just looks so pathetic. And they have worse motor skills, so they don't do as cool of moves. Um, on top of that, there's uh, significantly less, it's significantly less relatable um, and less likely that you feel like it could happen to you, right? Because it's a complete re- overhaul and he's in China and uh, he is like, into the he is put into a circumstance that is completely ridiculous and obviously dramatic and meant to be dramatic and created specifically for the movie which i don't know if you know this this movie was also partially paid for and funded by the chinese government so that it could be um it could be something that is presented as relatable to potential expats um that's why there's a lot of beautiful scenery shots and helicopter views and um like there's a scene on the great wall and like almost everybody speaks english it's all to cater to the fact that they want expats to be there um which is another conversation we don't need to have right now sure uh but it's not just you're moving to another city which is more of what the original was which happens like somebody moves that it happens like there's something that happens in your family and you go to a different location and it felt way more relatable um jackie chan in my mind can only ever be jackie chan sure he can't be a kung fu master i I get it he's a master he's very very wonderful but i don't see him incredible he's not a miyagi i don't know if you're gonna replace pat morita Yes. Who is great as Wonderful. Miyagi. Yes. If you're replacing him with an actor who is older in 2010. No, I don't think it should I be Jackie Chan. I don't think Jackie Chan, Chan, is, Chan is a bad... And again, he's not playing Mr. Miyagi, specifically. He's that role, but it's not the same character. No, but he is that role. If you're calling it Karate Kid, I'm comparing it to Karate Kid. And That's fair. It's, totally fair. It's meant to be the very similar role but in my in my mind it's jackie chan and with his one-liners and like the jokes or quips that he comes up with um parts of this movie feel more like rush hour if it were uh, for kids and i i don't like that i that's not the that's not what i want from this movie um in the original right daniel is trained in karate obviously this one it's kung fu i had that on here as well um in the the chores portion right Daniel does paint the fence. He does wax on, wax off. And like, there's super memorable parts of that, that people still quote to this day. Um, but in this one, he does one chore or one thing. And he, he picks up his jacket and he, he puts it on or he takes it off and he hangs it up and that's it. That's, that's everything. That's so, so boring. Um, and also Jaden Smith, not a good actor. I I'm just no, I am so Jayden unimpressed Smith with him in literally sucks. everything. Kinda I, sucks. I Will Smith, great. Can well, be. Anytime Has he's with his great. son, not great. The one exception. Pursuit of pursuit happiness, happiness is because is his son doesn't really have a line. Movie. His son doesn't have I mean, any lines. He talks he's, that. Barely. Barely. He's a little kid that has yeah, very he's, young, he's very, just very a, young. a little kid in that movie. Right. Anyway, the the point being this movie you you can't compare it to the original and feel like you've done a good job or anything other than a clear money grab. It's a kung fu movie. It's not a kung fu movie. It is a movie 
where he learns kung fu, not karate. So that that is like probably my biggest frustration with this whole thing. There is a dis- a distinction. It's China, not Japan. I just the whole thing. I get you're trying to relate to a new crowd. Ah, but God, there's there's a lot of frustrations with this movie, and it just I I don't recommend that anybody watch it ever. Do not watch the new Karate Kid. It is one hundred percent unnecessary. Ignore that it, it is even in existence. Watch the original. Feel good about yourself watching the original. It's definitely much much better. I'm going to um, amend yours here and say we should include The Karate Kid Part 3. Because mm. that movie sucks absolute shit. I'm trying to remember which one that was. It's so bad. It's in 1989. Mm. Still got Ralph Macchio. Yeah, yeah. Still got Pat Morita. It's terrible. I don't know if I've seen that one. What, what happens in that one? Uh, they're like the villain of that one is like an evil businessman. Oh, what? Yeah. And he's like harasses the, the, like Daniel. And I mean, if you want to include that, that's fine. It's not really in the spirit of why I put this on here though. That's fair. It's It's a, it's a a remake, not a sequel. Okay, fine. I, I won't disagree with you, but we don't have to put it on there. It's a remake. You Karate can, Kid Part 3, a truly awful movie. If it helps you rate mine higher in the ranking portion, <laughs> then absolutely we're including yeah, it. We'll yeah. see. Okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have a strong connection to Karate Kid overall because I have only, of the five Karate Kid films, hmm. I have only seen Karate Kid Part 3. <laughs> I've seen pieces of the remake. Why? I've never seen original Karate Kid. Seriously? I've never seen Karate Kid Part 2. Oh, even the Seriously. TV show is good. I've also not seen the TV show. Well, from, from what I've seen, I haven't seen the most recent stuff. Now, I don't know anything about the next Karate Kid, um, uh, which does not have Ralph Macchio. That sounds was vaguely made familiar. In the, was that, that was made 90s? in the 90s? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Next Karate, who, uh, why does that? It's with, it's, it's, it's Mr. Miyagi and it's Hilary Swank, a really young Hilary Swank. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I have She's seen like that. She's like 15 um, or something. Super super weird memory you just sparked for me um i remember seeing that i'm i'm envisioning the tv set the tube tv and the way that it was positioned on our um stand in the the living room i guess it was the dining room at the time very bizarre um yes i i think i have seen that movie um but i don't remember anything about it other than yes hillary swank is in it that's all i got also haven't seen that one i'm picturing the color orange for some reason Sure. I don't know why. Anyway, uh, yeah, Karate Kid, real bad. Anything else you want to lump in there to make me do better? Also, yep, that's a, I agree. Yep. What's your number your four? Cobra Kai is good. Cobra Kai, yeah, that's the TV show. Well, the YouTube show. There's another TV show, actually. There's an animated show. Okay, I don't know anything about that. Let's not get carried away here. What's your number four? That's like late 80s, early 90s. My number four is back to back over to movies. Um, another franchise that didn't need to become a franchise. Uh, have you, are you familiar with Highlander? I am familiar with Highlander. What's, what's your beef here? My cutoff with Highlander is any movie past the movie Highlander. I didn't know they made sequels. 
Um, there are a lot of sequels to Highlander. Uh, not all of, like Christopher Lambert is at but least into be the only second one. one. That's the whole. Okay, so that's the whole thing. Highlander the movie. If you're not familiar, Christopher Lambert is a Highlander. He is one. He's from the 1600s or 1700s. He is uh, a magical dude who uh, of the Highlander, whatever they are, um, that uh, is immortal, and There's the only way you can cut him, kill him is by cutting off his head. Uh, and then he is, his nemesis is the Kurgan, who is another Highlander, uh, played by the incredible Clancy Brown. Okay, we'll put this one. First movie, not an incredible movie by any means. It's real goofy. It's fun. Uh, spoilers for Highlander, I guess. Uh, Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, He kills the Kurgan at the end. I was going to say 1986. Oh no. Spoilers. But the whole, the whole thing with Highlanders is you kill a Highlander, their power is released and absorbed into the other Highlander and makes them stronger, right? So by killing the, the, and the Kurgan and Christopher Lambert are the last two Highlanders, and uh, he kills the Kurgan because that, that dude is just evil. And now, uh, now he's, there can be only one, you know, he, that's the, he's the last one. And that's the thing. There can be only one Highlander. Now he's only the only one. That's the story. You did it, guys. It's over. But then, what if Highlander 2, though? The quickening. Which is that, the energy uh, that enables their power, right? The quickening? I don't remember, probably. Sounds uh, right. So, uh, this one is set in 2024, this year, uh, and the ozone layer has, uh, been destroyed, and so uh, most of humanity has died, and, but there's an evil corporation that fixes the ozone layer, but they're evil, and they're called the S.H.I.E.L.D., and, uh... Yeah, he's got a Christopher Lambert's got to fight them. Also, Highlanders are aliens now. It it uh, Highlander two, the quickening, widely considered to be one of the worst movies ever made. It it's very bad. It lost a lot of money, but somehow they kept making more Highlander movies. There are six Highlander movies. Also, they made not one, but two TV shows. There's six movies. Wait. Highlander 2, The Quickening. Highlander 3, The Sorcerer. Highlander Endgame. Highlander, The Search for Vengeance. Highlander, The Source. Highlander, The Search for Vengeance and Highlander, The Source both came out in the same year. Uh, Search for Vengeance is an anime movie. Uh... Uh... The source it is like is in some re- in some countries it's it was released as Highlander Five, the source. Yeah, Hi- Highlander, the source is like the the last of the main movie series. My God, uh, Christopher I... Lambert in the third one. Uh, I think he's gone by Endgame. Yes, they. Oh no, no, he's still there in Endgame. Okay, yeah. Christopher Lambert didn't have anything better to do than continue being in Highlander movies, I guess. I don't know that I knew about these movies. Um, I've seen some of two. The the later ones, I mean. I, of course, knew about the first one. I didn't watch anything past that, but they're all supposed to be pretty terrible. Mm. Christopher Lambert's not in the last one. These 
extremely don't need to exist. That first movie is is pretty good. It's all right. Uh, and, you know, it's a complete story. There is only there could be only one at the end. There is only one. But then we're just going to make the rest of the series about other things. And completely rewrite the canon of what these uh, these fucking stories supposed to be. So I don't know. That's I don't care that much about Highlander, but it's a perfect fit for this list. It it is. It's uh, <laughs> there can be only one. Yeah, I just I didn't. It's even a good. Think t- about it's a good one. catchphrase. It's it a is good a slogan. Good, it is right there, and the movie's catchphrase should be there. Should only be one. And yet, here we are. Mm. I didn't uh, even consider this one. This is uh, the very funny, uh, the funniest thing about Highlander. This is not really related to the sequels. Funniest thing about that first movie. Highlander features Christopher Lambert, an extremely French man who is acting as a Scottish man. Yeah. And it has uh, <laughs> Sean Connery, an extremely Scottish man who is acting as a Spaniard. Mm. So... Uh, they made choices. A Spaniard, you say? Uh, Sean Connery, obviously incredible. I have a soft spot for Christopher Lambert. He's not a great actor. He's okay. Go uh, see him in the Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat movie Lord as Raiden. Raiden. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. The Japanese God of Thunder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, there might be some issues with that one. Anyway, Highlander sequels, my number four, unimpeachable addition to the list. What's your number yeah, four? Yeah, not, not unimpeachable. My number four, uh, another crush on some nostalgia. This one is Space Jam, A New Legacy 2021. Yeah, that's totally fair. Hey, uh, do you want to be upset? Uh, <laughs> um, this move, I've never seen any Space Jam at uh, all. Yeah, I'm not going to fault you for that. That's. I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed because I feel Come like... Come on and slam. It's... And welcome to the jam. So this was a a key movie to my childhood that I watched. It's not good. Like, I'll tell you that. Okay, it's okay. At the time, I loved it. Of course, now having watched it again some years later, it really does not hold up. It's it's a pretty awful movie uh, just in general. But there's some funny parts to it. There's some definitely some nostalgia. Um, some one-liners that I still remember to this day that I have quoted from time to time, and I, I think... Uh, Listen. Yeah. If you're gonna watch a movie that mixes live-action and animation yes. from that time period, obviously you watch Cool World. No, it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's I was gonna one. say Roger <laughs> Rabbit was the one that I was thinking of, but okay. I was making I was making a joke. Okay, Cool uh, World is the one that people do not remember. Uh, That's the Ralph Bakshi directed one. I don't remember that. Um, okay, so Space Jam in general, right, has a pretty star-studded cast of super popular NBA athletes of the time, uh, obviously including Michael Jordan, and uh, in this remake. Uh, they let's let's back up for a second. Michael Michael was not a great actor, right? He was fine. No, no Michael was, Jordan is uh, he was not fine. an actor. No, but he had a lot of charisma, and and when he was on screen, one of the most he actually had some charm ever. Sure, and that carried him a really long way. He's got in... some super good recognition. 
um Le- LeBron, anything he chose to do outside of bas- basketball uh, i i like lebron i think he's he's a nice enough guy he's he's always kept his nose out of trouble and and just in general like he's done some phenomenal things he's he's won some rings and he's recognizable but he just doesn't have that same charisma or like the presence that his airness has and and so it just it falls extremely short um there there is one funny part of it where there's a a gag joke like a switcheroo where they're like oh we found michael jordan and it ends up being michael b jordan um that's that's pretty good and that's that's about the funniest thing in the whole thing I like um, Michael B. Jordan. Th- this movie ends up being way longer than it should be. Um, it doesn't have the same impact because I think at the time, especially some of these NBA players were extremely recognizable and kind of all over. I mean, they were on cereal boxes and they were in commercials and this sure. was before like Charles Barkley was acting a fool on TV shows and being ridiculous. And uh, even Shaq, you know, when Shaq's not in Space Jam. If anything, Kazam should be considered Space Jam too, but that's another conversation. Um, uh, anyway, so the movie, this movie was uh, really, a lot of people have said it, it was more like a commercial for HBO Max. That's what this movie felt like. And at no point did it feel like it was even trying to be anything like the original or have the same kind of spirit. And yeah, LeBron had way too much screen time. Michael didn't even have that much screen time. Like the the Looney Tunes had the majority of the screen time, which sure. is how it should have been because those are yeah. the iconic people. Like those are the real storytellers and characters and Michael didn't need to be on screen, but when he was, it was fine. Not good, not great. It was fine. So here's a wild thing about Space Jam 2. They announced that they were doing this movie in 2014 and Space Jam 2 did not come out until 2021. Yeah, pretty, pretty big lag time there. I don't know what was going on there, but, but uh, the question I have for you, though. Uh oh. At ninjas. their respective oh, okay. peaks, who do you think was more popular, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? More popular? I'm not talking about their ability as a basketball player whatsoever, because ah. I do not care. I'm talking about cultural relevance and popularity. Michael Jordan I think was it definitely has to be more Michael popular. Jordan, yeah, right? it's not even, not even close. Um, yeah, no, not even close. Michael Jordan is way more popular. Like LeBron's pe- number two, clearly. People still wear Jordans. Like, nah, yeah, well, but, you don't but, think Shaq is a... Oh, Shaq's up there for sure. Well, Shaq's, Shaq's probably top five. I mean, what are we but, talking? Pop, popular? Are we talking? Yeah, culturally relevant. Kobe. Kobe's got to be up there. People still say Kobe for good or bad. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, RIP or whatever you want to say to that. I, we don't need to get any specifics. Uh, Kobe can go fuck himself. Okay, fair enough. Um, he's not, not the most. Uh, he's not the nicest person. Um, nope. You know, if you cheat on your wife, it's okay as long as you buy them a $4 million I'm sorry ring. Uh, you didn't know that? It's more than cheating on his wife. Okay, well, that's... I was being generous. Probably bad more, person. more than he deserves. The point being, Kobe has recognition. People still say sure. the word Kobe when they're throwing something into a basket. Although, sometimes now I hear 
the younger kids say curry as in Steph Curry. Sure. But as far as general He's, he is good at basketball recognition, right? For anybody outside of those who actually pay attention to basketball, Michael Jordan is absolutely the most popular player or name or whatever icon yeah, of all I, time. I, I think he, I, I think don't even think it's close. LeBron, okay, you could make an argument he's number two. Fine. I think Shaq's I th- I definitely think up there. But anyway, yeah, Space Jam. Larry Bird. <laughs> uh, iconic for a lot of reasons. Bill Lambeer. For Dennis all, Rodman. For our Detroit. Okay, he's iconic for different reasons. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's big in North Korea, you know. Let's talk about the 90s. Okay, yeah. Uh, what's your number three Pippin. uh my number three is the last video game on my list mm-hmm. um this is uh one that is a uh a franchise that i hold very dearly an extremely i think an extremely good franchise first game all-timer second game one of the best video games ever made third one not as good but still really good uh and then they made mass effect andromeda uh, I'm not boy. familiar with Andromeda. Boy. Uh, so Mass Effects 1 through 3 tell a complete story about Shepard, who is the player character, uh, who uh, becomes... Uh, we're going to get into some mild spoilers for the, uh, for the Mass Effect franchise. Uh, you are the first human specter. Mass Effect is a sci-fi space opera stuff there's aliens there's all kinds of sci-fi stuff uh specters are kind of like space secret agents that are going around doing the work of the council that kind of sci-fi stuff you know um shepherd ha- uh uncovers uh the existence of these like ancient alien uh machines called the reapers that periodically wipe out all life in the galaxy uh and the series is largely about dealing with that menace um and uh at the end of that third game that like truly incredible characters really great storytelling the third game made me cry and will still make me cry if i go back to this that specific sequence it's really good um Hmm. really remarkable character work that they do in those games um and those games were very, very successful, and they made a lot of money. And then, they're like, and, and Mass Effect 3 is an extremely definitive end to the story. Uh, you get to make a choice at the end, because this is a game series that's really big about choices, and your choices influence the story in different ways and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, different characters, or even, like, large amounts of people will be alive or dead based on your choices. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a really big choice at the end of the game that is kind of like defining the state of the galaxy moving forward. So like really big definitive stuff. And then they're like, well, if we made another one though, and they're like, they at least had the presence of mind to to know, well, we shouldn't, we can't just make it about the same people. Right. Um, Which is the correct choice. So instead, they're like, well, what if in between two and three, there was a project that you never heard about, despite it being an incredibly massive undertaking that would have required an insane amount of resources, where we're going to take 
every major civilization in the galaxy is going to make a colony ship and we're all going to fly out to the Andromeda galaxy hence Mass Effect Andromeda Mm -hmm. um and it's gonna we're gonna have to put everybody in cryostasis for 600 years or whatever it is um and then when you what you're playing in that game is you are the people who have woken up from the cryostasis and are now trying to colonize this other galaxy. Uh, and it turns out there's already people there. Hmm. Um, this really doesn't need to exist at all. They're not doing anything really to further the mass effect world because, or like setting because they're, they've just yoinked a bunch of elements from it and then moved it to a completely different setting that has no bearing back on the original stuff because it's 600 years later and in a different galaxy entirely. Uh, They filled the game with characters that are not interesting at all. They're either incredibly bland and boring or actively irritating and annoying to... uh, to interact with in any way. Did you say that these were the same writers as the first games or it's the same company. I don't know if it's the same lead writers at this point. It's Bioware, by the way, Bioware is who makes um, the mass effect series. Uh, and, and they're actually, they're working on a mass effect Four right now, actually um, the, uh, they, they have a new dragon age game, which is kind of their other biggest franchise. New dragon age is coming out sometime this year supposedly um and the mass effect 4 is probably still like five years at least away from that so we we won't we won't see mass effect 4 for a very long time because video game video games take a really long time to make now Hmm. so i um i'm gonna interrupt for a second because i just looked this up real quick um according to this person and i don't have any reference uh, this is just an online post it says Maybe a few of the minor dialogue writers have some overlap with the original team, but for the most part, the entire game was made by an entirely new group of people. Uh, It says, remember, this game is developed by BioWare's C team, who developed the multiplayer to Mass Effect 3. Kind of explains why the multiplayer is the only thing that is remotely good about this game. It says, even their A team out of Edmonton and B team out of Austin don't have much in common with the old Bioware. Most people with any talent and passion started leaving after the development of Mass Effect 2 and EA's acquisition, including the founders. Many were gone for Mass Effect 3's development, and it was almost entirely new studio by the time ME3 was released. The four key people behind the franchise, Ray Muzyka, Muz- yeah, do- the One of the doctors, Ray, Dr. Ray and Dr. Greg. Bioware yeah. started as not a game studio, by the way. Um, they were like, uh, it's called Bioware because it was like um, biotechnology. Was, yeah. They were like medical originally. Ray and Greg. And it's founded by Ray and Greg, two doctors. Yeah, founders of Bioware. It says also Casey Hudson, the producer, director, creator of Mass yep. Effect. And Casey's Drew Carpishin, uh, the writer of Mass Effect 1 and 2, had absolutely nothing to do with the game. So yeah. that based on what you're saying is definitely in line with why there was such a divergence. And even here it says trying to understand the, and there's a long pause and it says difference in quality. (laughs) Yeah. That was the other big thing is that, um, for the time, uh, this is unfortunately a way, way more common occurrence nowadays than it was when, uh, 
Mass Effect Andromeda came out in 2017, but uh, it was one of the buggiest releases, the AAA video games, to ever have come out at that point. Hmm. Um, and when I say AAA, I mean like from a major studio, big budget game, basically. Um, one of the bug- buggiest AAA games to ever come out, and just astoundingly poor quality um eventually they cleaned it up and made it better but when it came out it was um it really took a major review hit because of how broken it was um just a lot of game breaking bugs that would make it so you couldn't proceed at all um that that's less um what i'm i'm talking about more of a narrative perspective here but it is an interesting uh other detail on they really just screwed the pooch with this one it is unfortunate. Yeah. So especially and, and, after know. the first ones, the writing. See, this this is one of the the key issues that I keep finding in these is the writing is so bad in some of these remakes or sequels that it just destroys everything you loved about the first one. Yeah, they're uh they're screwing they they uh there's a lot of bad writers out there, turns out. It's not an easy thing to do. No, and actually makes me a little bit concerned for any movies that are going to come out that were quote-unquote written during the strike from last year, Uh, either for the Writers Guild or, um, what's the other one? Um, SAG-AFTRA. SAG-AFTRA, thank you. Yeah. WGA and SAG-AFTRA were the big strikes last year. Yeah, well, and... Well, the big the big entertainment industry strike. I was gonna say, and the auto workers, but that's uh, sure, sure. I, th- okay. Those were, I was specifically talking about in yes, entertainment. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I got you. Um, yeah. So Wait, okay, Andromeda. It Mass Effect. It's a bad game. It didn't need to exist in the first place. They, yeah, they. This could have been. Those resources could have been much better spent on sure. anything else. Really, I feel but. that. What do you got for your number three? My number three is S. Darko. This would be the Donnie Darko sequel? I think it's a prequel, if I remember right. Well, is it not? No, it is a sequel. It's supposed to take place years after. uh, Okay, I haven't seen this. So, okay, you've seen Donnie Darko, though, right? Yes, I've seen Donnie Darko one time. Um, it's a pretty good movie. There's yeah, a lot it's, it's of a it's really... a wildly overrated movie, I think, but it's yes, good. But it's, it's good. It's at least good. Yes, I I would say borderline great with some aspects of it. I but I agree it has ascended to this level where some people put it on a pedestal, and I just I don't agree with that. But it is a very good movie that well, I the enjoy. Frank the Frank the Bunny mask bit. is one of the all time great masks in it's iconic. film, isn't it? Yeah. In Fortnite. Probably. Uh, I don't know. Everything's important. Okay, well, yeah, that's not... Anyway, that's not the point. So with this one, it's it's meant to take place a few years after Donnie has... Spoilers. Died. Um, his sister is on, like, this road trip. Kind of cross-country trip. Um, I guess, in summary, she's still upset about her brother's death. She and her friend go on a trip. And they meet this Iraq veteran, uh, Iraq veteran, and uh, people in the town they end up in start dying, and there's some time issues, and they want to figure out if they can fix another time space issue. It it's trying to be 
what Donnie Darko was, but like a it's happening again, but somewhere else type thing. But of course, Jake Gyllenhaal is not in this movie. Um, the only returning actor is the one that played his little sister, which is more of a coincidence because she really didn't play much of a role in the first one. She she was a character and she had a few lines, but it she didn't really have an, anything super notable. Um, so, it, but in this one, it's actually considered an indie movie. Um, the first one definitely was for sure. Right. Well, okay. So this one, it's an indie sci-fi movie, which was panned by critics uh, and hated by Donnie Darko fans. Um, yeah, no one liked this movie. It, it was such a cash grab fail that the first film's writer director, Richard Kelly felt the need to announce his lack of involvement long before it was released. Um, he made it very clear. I have nothing to do with this. I don't know anything about this. It's not canon. I I don't agree with the, it being made. Um, it, it, I guess in in its own defense, right? It's it's a well intended effort, and the production was decent. Um, but in in a low budget sequel, it's never going to be as good as the original, but especially since you don't have Jake Gyllenhaal there. Uh, and to further the point even more, this went straight to DVD. It yeah. did not even appear in theaters. Um, yeah, it did not. So the fact that the casting, right, they cast the same girl for Samantha, I think that's both a good and a bad thing, because I think it, it lends you to believe that it's going to be a spiritual predecessor or even a, or a successor or a sequel to Donnie Darko. And it really mm-hmm. isn't. It's just kind of in the same universe, but I don't know. It's really, really, really bad. And yeah, the most notable thing to come out of this is, uh, Jackson Rathbone is in this and he went on to be, uh, have a career doing the twilight movies. Hmm forgot about that as one of the vampires yeah yep i forget the character's name but he's <sighs> not relevant um the, he's the, the southern one right so in i really like donnie darko a lot i've watched it a few times now i i think there are some complexities in that movie that make it interesting and i like it it's definitely unique and it's also got a lot of really satisfying portions of it that I, I think are worth watching for anybody who has not seen Donnie Darko. But as far as this movie, it, it is not in most people on the Internet would agree this movie does not exist and you should treat it as such. So it's ignore that S Darko is a thing because I, I remember when I first found out that there was even another one. I'm going to, I'm going to say another one. I don't think it's a sequel per se, but I guess it is. Um, cause I saw Darko and I'm like, Darko. Oh, there's an, there's another Donnie Darko movie. Okay. Well, I'll watch this one. Nope. That was a mistake. That was, no. that was just a train wreck. Well, if we're not allowed to consider this movie as a being as existing, I guess we can't put it on the list then. Uh, yeah. How about that? Well, I guess, uh, that is the effect of my decisions too bad i'm pretty sure it takes place in the andromeda galaxy too i don't i don't think so no it doesn't um anyway we're just going to your number two because 
this movie is it, it makes me shiver a little bit how bad it is which is so unfortunate because donnie darko is such a complete movie such a good ending yeah it's solid it doesn't it doesn't need i mean this is the definition right it's unnecessary yeah, definitely agreed that movie extremely did not need a sequel no okay what's your number two my number two uh, is <clears throat> another franchisey one where uh didn't need to be a franchise. Um, some of what they made after the original is good. Some of it's very not. Uh, I am talking about Alien, the Alien franchise. Mm. Yep. That first movie. Incredible. Is, uh, the best. in my opinion, we already the, said greatest, the, best. the greatest horror movie of all time. I think we came to that conclusion in a previous episode. Yeah. Um and then and that's late um that's late seventies that that comes out. Seventy nine, I 70, think. I was gonna say seventy nine as well. Yep. Uh that makes yep. sense. Uh and then eighty six we get aliens. Made by James Cameron, different director. Um it's a completely different kind of movie. Um it's it is very much a all out action movie, whereas the first one was like a real tense horror thriller kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Aliens is just a big old action movie. Mm-hmm. It's good. It it's a, it is a good movie. It didn't need to exist coming off of um like Alien, the first one. It like perfectly did what it set out to do. And um Despite Aliens being a good movie, the more you use the Xenomorph, the cheaper the Xenomorph feels. Right? Hmm. Um you you're you're using up how scary it is. Um and especially the more you put it in things that aren't really horror. Um you get an alien and obviously we would, so but the franchise continues way, way, way past aliens right for better and for worse um alien 3 is not a terrible movie it's not good um but you know it's there (laughs) um and again from the end of aliens alien 3 doesn't need to exist uh the fourth one uh what is that alien requiem Mm. right that sounds right. No, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. What's Alien 4? Alien Resurrection. There we go. I can never remember the name of that one because that's the one I haven't watched. AVP. Uh, Alien Resurrection is the one that's written by Joss Whedon and is notoriously just everyone hates it. It's supposed to be just truly awful. I, I skipped it because uh, not for me. Um, and then we get Prometheus, which maybe out of all of these is the one that didn't need to exist the most. Uh, because it's a prequel and it's trying to explain like how the xenomorphs came into being in the first place, and it's trying to do a bunch of lore and is a super divisive movie for a lot of those reasons. Um, I really like Prometheus, um, not because of any of the weird lore stuff, because it's like it does body horror really, really effectively. Um, I, I think. Prometheus, some of the best body horror I have seen in film, as someone who enjoys good body horror. Um, right. I, I, I like that movie. I think it's got good performances. The lore stuff is goofy and stupid. <laughs> but it, it's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, again, super didn't need to exist. And then you got Alien Covenant after that, which also super doesn't need to exist um, and is terrible. Um, 
a truly terrible movie. Uh, but yeah, and and they're doing another one. We just uh, this year actually we're getting the next Alien movie. Um, I don't remember what the name of that one is. Alien 2024. What's Alien Romulus? I don't know what that's about. No idea. I haven't heard any mm. details on that one. But there's a they're making Ro- it. There's a Romulus, Michigan, so it probably is taking. Oh place yeah, there. absolutely. It's set there. It's definitely. Um, would that make it the, better or more relatable? Would more people probably, see it? Probably not. People in Michigan would see it. The 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 one other thing. I'll say about Alien that I am actually interested in the future. I would still lump this in and probably doesn't need to exist, but I'm interested based on who's involved in it. Is there's an Alien TV show coming that's set before Prometheus even, and it's before they've ever found the Xenomorphs or anything like that. Uh, and it's set exclusively on Earth. Mm. And you might think, what what about this is Alien? Yeah. Um, it's about like Wayland Yutani stuff, which is the big corporation in that franchise. Um, that kind of runs everything. Uh, but notably, it's being made by the guy who did Fargo, the TV mm. show. Interesting. Uh, and I'm on board for anything he does ever. So, uh, I'm interested in it purely based off of that because he makes really good, weird stuff. Yeah. I wonder what the premise is, though. What's the. I don't really know. What are they doing? Okay. I don't think they've started making it yet, also, but... Uh, okay. Well, I, won't, I won't worry about it. It's announced. But I'll, 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 pro- I'll, I'll give it a shot. Anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alien didn't need to be a franchise. It is for better and for worse. It's they a one, made good stuff, they made thriller. bad stuff. Sure, yeah. But it really could have easily been just a single perfect movie. You and I can never okay. be in Hollywood because we're not willing to bastardize classics and masterpieces just for profit. At least I'm not. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't speak for you. Maybe if I was the person making the profit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah we'll see. fair enough. What do you got for your number two? Oh, another remake okay. that... Oh, man. Have you seen the new Ghostbusters movie? Ah, uh, this is an honorable mention. I haven't because I've only ever seen Ghostbusters one. Oh the pieces of Ghostbusters two. God. Now, Two, when you say new one, I mean, where's the 20, your cutoff? Are you including Ladies Ghostbusters? Whatever. I, I don't know the name of that movie. Old, is. It's called Ghostbusters. It's the 2016 oh. Ghostbusters, and it is. Hey, stop naming things that are just the name of the original thing. Yeah, exactly. Please That's, stop. Well, okay. The, so Ghostbusters 2016 is the all-female SNL cast uh, remake or spiritual successor. I don't... I don't I'm not sure. It, it happens in the timeline after the original, and there are cameos from some of the original cast in this movie. Soft reboot, but, I guess, is so, okay, how I would phrase that. Fine. Um, I don't hate it. Like... It doesn't deserve the hate that it got simply from being an all-female remake and, you know, social justice warriors want to jump in and be whatever they want to be about this movie. And then people want to point fingers and accuse people of who they are as a person simply based on the reaction to one movie. Um, I'm going to say the issue for me is in the original movie, the, the biggest thing that it had going for it was that it took a very serious plot 
and it had funny characters. You could have taken that exact same movie, taken out the comedy, and it probably would have stood up still as a decent action horror movie. Um, and it, it takes place in a, a well-thought-out world. Something that it clearly has a, a lot of time and effort put into the mythology and the creatures and the action scenes are really well put together. And, and the story really feels like it has stakes to it. But in 2016, you don't have any of that. Everything is a joke. There's, there's not a serious plot like the original was. The, the real problem was, shocking, the writing. There was way too much improv. And that's largely what they did, was they created a space for these SNL actors to have extended, super extended scenes and just say, do whatever you want. We're going to keep all the funny bits and, and make it great. And I, I did not like that. I, I, I take a big issue with that. Um, again, I didn't hate this movie, but it wasn't good. And uh, I will reiterate, the hate that it got for being a female-dominant cast was undeserved. The, uh, the dislike for just not being a very good movie, though, is deserved. Okay. Um, so yeah, too many stretched-out scenes. It felt like one large, bad SNL skit. And uh, the fact that you remade a beloved classic, which the classic still holds up, I think, quite nicely. Um, instead of just taking the franchise in a different direction, I think that that was a mistake. So, Ghostbusters, don't do so that. So you're just saying the 2016 one, I'm and not including the two new ones. Exclusively talking about the 2016. I am not talking okay. about the two new ones. I've heard those are also not good. I have not seen them. I have not either. But, but I I have here's seen my this, hot take. and I don't like it. Here's my hot take. Ghostbusters, the original movie, is not very good. Hmm, that is a hot take because I don't think many I know people, people would agree it. with you. I didn't end up seeing it until probably like 2013-ish. And I watched it and went, that wasn't very funny. Hmm. I didn't really... I did, I, ghost blowjob, not doing a lot for me. <laughs> okay, uh, that's not exactly a highlight, but the movie in general... Pretty worth good. saying the youtube video titled bustin go watch that that's the greatest <laughs> ghostbusters thing to ever be, be created uh you and i didn't we watch that kind of recently we did we did watch that yeah. recently uh, okay um, yeah yeah the ghostbusters theme song one of the all-time great theme songs for sure i have nothing bad to say about ray parker jr great you know all that's left is our number ones and aside from both of us having indiana jones at seven there really hasn't been any repeats so right yeah some honorable mention overlap but yeah certainly honorable mention stuff but so what's your number one i'm my number one i'm curious because what if we end up with the same number one my number one is uh yet another franchise that could have just stopped after one thing and it's the matrix Ooh. Is not my number one. Any and all sequels to The Matrix did not need to exist. The Matrix, this, this as was a film. on my original list as a top oh. 10, 
It got cut. It got cut. It's it is in my honorable mentions, but I agree. I The Matrix was not planned to have sequels at all. Well, no, hold on. I don't think that's true. I've seen mixed information on this because I was looking into this as well. I think they intended it for a trilogy originally. That was their original intent. But then the film studio didn't give them enough money to do it as a trilogy. They gave them money to do it as the first one. And so they took some of the best bits of the trilogy and put it into the first one. The the stuff that I read was that they spent five years developing the first Matrix movie. And then after that movie was as successful as it was, they went, they got approved to do more. And so they're like, oh, we got to come up with this fast. And they shot, they shot Reloaded and Revolutions back to back, like the Lord of the Rings movies filmed. Yeah. Which is how they can't, those movies came out in the same year. Which, you know. Which Lord, is crazy. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings, uh, though, actually had a story. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, sir. Um, the Matrix is one of the best movies ever made. I th- in my opinion. Yeah. Um, side like note. A top, I, like I, a top 50, I think. Probably. Definitely. Um, side note, I, when I asked a friend about this topic, I'm like, what are your opinions on it? Their first response was anything past the first Matrix. So I, I, I discussed this with agreement. some friends and was uh, thoroughly rebuffed. They, they extremely disagreed with me on this. Really? Yeah. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if I fully agree. Bad. It's not good. But it's it's not awful. The Matrix should have been one movie. That's the real premise of this conversation. It could it, it could have really just been should movie. have been just one. It, the movie. ending of that movie is perfect. It's very satisfying. Neo's the one. He flies off. I don't need two more. I don't need five and a half more hours of grungy. Uh, whatever grungy uh nightclub dance scenes and interminable battles between humans and machines that look terrible um like those other movies existing hurt my enjoyment of that first movie now i still think it's one of the greatest movies ever but like agent smith is dramatically cheapened by those sequels right yeah, I would agree. The, the, that first movie is just such a great contiguous story front to back that they just nail. And then the second movie, they start off with like, what about like these other weird characters that are just going to add infinity lore to this whole situation that is total nonsense and not interesting at all. The architect, anything the architect says is I'm just like, I, I, my eyes are rolling back into my head because of how boring this shit is. Mm. Yeah. It's just not interesting at all. I, I, I am firmly in the camp that the Wachowskis are actually awful filmmakers that lucked into making one of the best movies of all time and then never made another thing that was worth watching. I'm I'm trying to think of all of their movies because I I don't know that I've seen. You got your Matrix sequels. You got Speed Racer. You got Cloud Atlas. Uh, they did the TV show Sense Eight. Um, mm, I believe I... only Lana Wachowski was involved in the new Matrix movie that came out a couple years ago. Mm. Uh, 
that I also hear is mostly bad. Cloud Atlas. I didn't. I skipped I've seen that one. That one. Uh, Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, Jupiter Ascending's them too. Oh god, I forgot about that movie's terrible. Ugh. Speed Racer. I did not see Speed Racer. V for Vendetta. Well, that one's good. They didn't direct that. I think they just produced that. Uh, oh, I'm looking at... No, she was a writer for it, at least. Lana Wachowski. Okay, okay maybe didn't direct, but yeah. Yeah. I, I they're they're bad at that. directing. Okay, fair enough. I do like V for Vendetta. That movie's good. That is a good movie. Um, the... I agree with you that anything past the first Matrix is unnecessary, but yep. I didn't feel strongly enough about it to make my top ten. Uh, again, and part of it is just the step down in quality in each one, that and the, my my general complete disdain for any of the new lore that this second and third movie tacks on. The Matrix, like I said, top top fifty movie of all time. The Matrix Reloaded is like an okay movie with a couple of really cool scenes. And the Matrix Revolutions is awful. Just Mm. awful, awful, awful. So for me, that earns it number one on my list. Uh, What do you got for your number one? Uh, My number one is The Hobbit. Oh, The Hobbit movies, all three of them should not exist. And I, I say this with the utmost respect for Peter Jackson and everything he did for the Lord of the Rings. But the moment that del Toro dropped out, uh, because Warner brothers pushed for three movies at that point, Jackson, Peter Jackson reluctantly stepped in and he never should have. He may have been the, the right person for it, but this job should never have existed. He should have said, no, this doesn't make sense. You're cheapening the Lord of the Rings as a result of these movies. Don't do this. But he did. For me, I, I considered this um, and ultimately did not put it on the list. Um, not even an honorable mentions? No. Um, and part of that is because um, they're adapting material that exists prior to it that is very good. They did a bad job adapting it. And, I, and even, I, I don't hate these movies as much as a lot of people do. I think the first movie is totally all right. Yeah, first one's um, fine. I think it should have been one movie. I would have been okay with it being two movies. Three movies was the complete that, wrong choice. Correct me totally if I'm wrong, but you. that is the definition of an unnecessary movie. I think within itself, these should have never been made. But if they were made, they should have been one movie, maybe two, like you said. Yep. Um, I, I am totally fine for me. I could put um, the Hobbit third one, Battle of the Five Armies, is a yeah. wildly unnecessary movie. Yep. And is terrible. Um, the second one has problems, but I do really like how they handled Smaug. I think Benedict Cumberbatch turns in a great performance. That stuff's all great um but but these movies should not not, have existed for me no and i fundamentally disagree with you there i i i think a the hobbit should have been adapted into a movie a movie it shouldn't have been three 
but I can't say that that first movie shouldn't exist no, because it's good. But the problem and is it, the, the first Hobbit movie should have been the be only movie and it should have been the complete story and it wasn't. And so as a result of it now existing as three, I can't see that as anything other than three movies. I, 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 would, I don't think I can agree with you. I would disregard them all completely and I would rather see them ma- remake this one more time as a single movie. Sure, it, I would. I would take an, a a new adaptation, a third adaptation of The Hobbit, because that Ralph Bakshi movie does exist and is also bad. The animated um, one? Yes. That's not. Um, it's not that it's, bad. It's, it's pretty <laughs> bad. I actually watched the Bakshi Lord of the Rings movie for the first time um, this month, hmm. um, and it's also not good. Hmm. Um, it's not bad. Um, it's better than The Hobbit, certainly. Um, they're trying some weird stuff, but anyway. Um, I would take a I would take a better adaptation of The Hobbit certainly, um, but I, I I cannot just write off. See, but especially these that are first, so the first two movies. These are so disrespectful to the source material that it doesn't feel like it should exist. That's the I, the see, main I, problem. I, to I, me. Again, I don't I don't think I agree. See, they're they're not they're taking parts of the Silmarillion and trying to fill time. They're creating new plot lines. I mean, it basically becomes its own thing. Every, it, it becomes with... an uh, it, yeah, an adaptation as opposed to something that is supposed to be a remake of the original. I, I, I'm gonna say anything with Evangeline Lilly's character, her her alpha they added in here is yep. that's that's the most egregious stuff. The love um, story with uh, Feely. The, yeah, that stuff's really bad. Um, but, uh, again, not present in the first one. Um, a lot of the stuff in the first and second one is stuff that does exist in the Hobbit, but we just don't see much of it Yeah, or it's alluded to, but we don't see it. So them, including the, um, the, the, the white, the pale orc guy, I forget his name. My, my Lord of the Rings, my encyclopedic uh, knowledge of Lord of the Rings is failing me, which is disappointing. Um, I can pick, I know what you're talking um, about. Yeah. The pale orc stuff, I think, is it didn't turn out great, but I'm okay with them wanting to include it because there is good stuff there. They just didn't do a great job with it. Um, the necromancer fortress stuff again is stuff that the idea of that as a kid was totally enrapturing to me. I was fascinated and really wanted to know more about that. And again, they just didn't do a great job adapting it. So for me, the Hobbit fails less on. Um, the the point of being unnecessary and just more that like they just didn't do a great job adapting what was there they didn't do a great job expounding upon things that were already there yeah i i really feel like what they did was unnecessary though as much as i want to like some aspects of it right i the any like any of Martin Freeman's stuff is good yeah, Martin and Freeman's Gandalf fantastic. is great and Smaug yeah, is Ian great that's, of that's fine I like the dwarves I, the dwarves are really good see but they didn't really expand upon the dwarves right they that's all... because the cook so here's the thing the dwarves are barely characters in the book you know they they they're mostly a bunch of names and Thorin's a character and you get a little bit with some of the other ones but it's mostly just Thorin right um and I, I get think that but did... if you're expanding to three movies and making me sure. believe that this is a necessary thing you didn't think that maybe you should give me more on the actual dwarves that are more than just names at this point because they're three movies thick and I just no, they they can't fully you, I, I, you I didn't have less expand where you should have expanded 
because you can't fully characterize 12 dwarves. People aren't going to be able to keep track of it all. They were never, ever going to do that. 12, 12 characters that many of them look extremely similar similar to each other. True, and have similar and there isn't, names. There isn't, and very similar names, and there, there isn't anything in the book to draw on to develop them. There's no way they were ever going to do that, and I don't think they should have. There's nothing in the Silmarillion, I feel like. About the dwarf, the Hobbit dwarves? No. Yeah. The Silmarillion is stuff that took place largely hundreds to thousands of years before the events yeah, of the Hobbit right, and Lord of the Rings. Right. Oh, the... Let's see, what didn't I touch on yet? Because we, we kind of jumped around a little bit on my notes here. Um, the fan service Lord of the Rings stuff was all a bunch of crap. I didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, like Orlando Bloom doesn't need to be no, there. Why was they he did there? the digital de age. It looked really bad. And yeah, the, the overuse of CGI and his yep. ridiculous battle scenes where he's doing these stupid acrobatics yep. and like flipping and off of And that's mostly the third of movie. Like, Yes, it is, and that's the one I had the most issue. I I found myself it's laughing throughout that movie just because of how ridiculous it was. It it is it is an awful movie. Uh, the music in this one uh, compared to Lord of the Rings was significantly worse. The only exception I, I to th- that is the Misty Mountain song. And oh I, yeah, that that one's great. I I think the music is fine. The, the Lord of the Rings soundtrack is uh obviously. One of the all-time great film Amazing. scores. Yes. Um, Howard Shore just absolutely crushing it. Whereas The Hobbit, it's just fine. Like it it it's serviceable where it needs to be. The the Misty Mountain song is very good. Um but uh everything everything else is fine. I don't you know, think any of it's bad. One of the key moments in the books, and you'll remember because you've read or the book, sorry, not the books, the book, um, uh-huh. is when Gandalf outwits the trolls. Um, yes. And, I mean, that's really played up in the book. That was kind of one of the most important scenes. Um, but instead, in the movie version, we get, like, almost like a Three Stooges interpretation. Yeah. And that's it kind of lucks into it. Like, there's no wit. There's no masterfulness. It just feels like a series of a bunch of crap that happens and suddenly they're they're on the other side effectively it's like what the hell just happened i they could have had a why i oughta and i would have been like oh yeah that makes sense right now based on i'm I'm, I'm with you there um i i don't think that scene was adapted especially great yeah i and visually i'm gonna throw this out there seeing uh the brown wizard with a bunch of bird crap on his hat over and over it was just like what did you really need to have that visual the whole time they they like, they goofed him. they they made him a little bit more comic relief than i would would have preferred but again they're taking a character that barely exists in sure. tolkien's writing that's fine they're expounding it upon it a little bit but i think they went a little too into the caricature yeah. as I opposed would, i would to agree I what? don't think it's terrible, but it's not great. No, he in my mind he was more of like a druid. Um, well, and Radagast is supposed to be the druid or the druid, the wizard who is he's, like he's the, the animals one, right? Yeah. He, he, yep. he lives with the animals, and that 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 is present in Tolkien's writing. Yeah, and so they they took they went a direction with that, you know, and it's not the best. So okay, I'm I'm going to adapt my answer here slightly because my frustration is mostly with three 
but also in part two. And I'm going to say two and three didn't need to exist. This really should have been one movie. And I can I can track with you way better with that because I, saying that the Hobbit any adaptation of the Hobbit was unnecessary is just like patently false to me. I really wish it was only one movie. I, I agree. I think at the time even people were wondering why are they? I mean, we know why they're doing three. It's to make money, but is that yeah. really necessary? Lord of the Rings, there, there sure, was... there's three books, there's a lot of content, make it three yeah. movies, but The Hobbit? No! The, the 2010s what? were the decade of, we're going to split things into multiple movies, sure. they did it with Last Harry, Harry Potter, Potter, they did Twilight. it with Hunger Games, Twilight, yeah. that was just what movie theater, what studios were doing, because now we can People have, were doing it, we can twice as many viewers. These. Yep, we were, were, were extending these massively profitable franchises. I will say, um, for those who have actually read the book, at the end of the second movie, Smaug is going to destroy the town. Yes. So for anybody who has not read the book, you're thinking there's going to be a massive dragon battle in three. Like, you think that's what it's leading to. Because that's kind of what they're alluding to. Like, he's like, I'm going to go F some stuff up and... Then the movie cuts and you're like, damn, that sucks. What's going to happen in three? And then Smog is a minor character at best in number three. He's just like, eh, deal I, with I, the dragon, t- town is burned. Okay, move on. I will tell you that the first time I read The Hobbit, I was 11. And I loved the book, but I was a little bit disappointed in how Smog went how out. How old was I? Sixth grade. Sixth grade. Uh, I guess probably like 12. Yeah, my uh, my dad was uh, uh, a bit huge Lord of the Rings fan, and he was very determined that he was going to have me read all of Lord of the Rings before watching the movies. And I think that was a valuable experience for me. Um, but I was allowed to read The Hobbit before I was allowed to read Lord of the Rings because um, The Hobbit is a much more approachable read. Mm-hmm. I, I read Lord of the Rings a year later. Ah, so I, I was also going to point out that it seems like there were also a lot of things that were made to feel more important in the Hobbit movies because people were already familiar with Lord of the Rings. And so, like, Bilbo's reaction to the ring or the emphasis that's put onto the ring in general in the Hobbit movies is way more than what it actually played as in the book. And... Yeah, because Tolkien retconned his own stuff. If Well, okay, yeah. So if people hadn't known about the Lord of the Rings movies prior to that, would they have even paid attention to that ring in The Hobbit Yeah, movie? The ring is kind of a, uh, like, I won't say minor, but like a middling plot point in, of a middling importance plot point in The Hobbit book. Um, it isn't until later, because Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings much later, after the hobbit and it's not until um he starts developing lord of the rings that he starts like coming up with the lore of you know the nine rings made for the mortal for men and the three for the elves and blah blah blah, all that stuff um so and and fleshing out who sauron is and all that stuff so tolkien kind of retconned his own stuff it's very frustrating it's so disappointing and these movies came out back to back to back 2012 13 and 14 um 
I I really wish they had only made this as one. And I'm I am sincerely hoping it's been a decade now, if you can believe that. Um, yep. I'm sincerely hoping that they do remake this at some point, but they make it as what it should be one film. And I'm sure there's other actors and there will be other relevant people at that point where we can point to and say, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I, though, here's the thing. They're going to remake Lord of the Rings also. It's going to happen. I don't want it to happen. No, they don't need to do it. Want, it's it, unnecessary. It is unnecessary. It's preemptive uh, number, unnecessary. Our, our, our actual unified number one is any future remake of Lord of the Rings. Oh, God. <laughs> we can't actually do that. Those don't, can I, I think we have to limit the list to things that exist. Can I throw in the fact that they're probably going to redo Harry Potter at some point as well, and I'm also not on board with that? Like, Please, um, please I'm not don't. on board with it because you shouldn't give any more money to J.K. Rowling. Um, but those movies are bad, and they could make them better. Mm, no, they they exist as a part of my childhood that I don't want corrupted. Please don't remake those movies. But also, That's fair. yeah, please They're don't. Not good, please don't I give J.K. It. Rowling any more yeah, money. She she should not have more money. Um, she's a bad person. Yeah, the first billionaire author. Crazy. Yep. Turns out, billionaires, none of them are real good people. None Get of the ones of we Taylor know Swift. about, at least. I don't Get know. Get out of here. I don't know enough about Taylor Swift to know whether she's Bill a good Gates. person or not. But generally speaking. But we're not getting into that. I, so anyway. Top 10 worst billionaires. Oh, God. Elon. That's a fun episode. Bezos. That's a very sad episode. Let's talk about Top all three. the reasons that these Zuckerberg, people are crappy. Zuckerberg, Musk, Bezos, fight it out. Yeah. No, they tried to fight it, remember? Zuckerberg challenged Musk. He would have done it. No, Musk challenged Zuckerberg, and then Zuckerberg's like, yeah, man, let's do it. And then Musk was like, what about now, though? Yeah. Yep. Because he's a coward. Mm, anyway. Well, whatever. I don't want to. I don't care about that. We made a top ten. We, we made top tens. We made two top tens. We only, need to make only one unified. repeat. Top ten, only one. It's going to be an interesting. Way, way fewer than last time. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh, we're going to take another break, and we're going to come back to argue about what this unified top ten should look like. So stick around, folks. Welcome back, everyone. If you made it this far, then we know you're enjoying yourself. A lot. Not even just a little bit, but a lot. Which means you've already given us that rating like we asked for, you've already put in a review, and you already sent it to another new friend. Or maybe the same friend who, once again, has said, please stop sending me this podcast. But we appreciate it, nonetheless. You'll convince him eventually. You should keep going. Be persistent. It's like, uh, it is a necessary sequel. Ooh. A necessary podcast. So thank you for That's listening. That's our new tagline. We're going to go on to the next part, unless you want to talk about some honorable mentions. Mentions, I do. mentions, mentions, mentions. I have some. Go for it. Uh, let's see. We've talked about some of these already, but I'm just going to burn We're, through. We are going to have a yeah some overlap on this list for sure. Yeah. Um, unnecessary sequels slash prequels. Uh, in the world of movies, I have Monsters University, prequel to Monsters, Inc. Nope, I like um, that. Keep going. Oh, that movie sucks. Nope, oh, I man. like it a lot. Did not need to exist. Like it a lot. Wow, you're the first person I've ever heard say that. 
God, that movie sucks ass. Nope, I uh, like it. The Sting 2, the sequel to The Sting, that Which, has basically nothing to do with the first one. I know, it's so ridiculous. If Very it didn't strange. have the name, people wouldn't even associate yeah. the two at all. Yeah. For any reason uh i have the taken sequels on here we talked about that um one that very nearly made my list was airplane 2 um airplane probably my favorite film comedy of all time airplane 2 good. is bad and has very little to do with the first one um i have ghostbusters past ghostbusters 2 um that franchise at that point i don't even like ghostbusters that much but pretty patently obvious that anything past that um second movie wildly unnecessary uh in video games we have a lot of unnecessary sequels uh final fantasy 10 2 yep it's a it's a n2 uh they th- 10 is a good, I thought that was good actually story really popular 10 2. Uh, 10 is a really 10 is one of the most popular final fantasy games 10 2 and, and is a really good complete story 10 2 takes a couple of the characters um from that game and turns them in, turns one of them into pop stars, and then the whole the story in that game is absolute nonsense, with very little to do with what happens in the first game, and the combat system is built around changing outfits. It's very strange. Hmm. Um, I just could not get into it. Some people do really like it, but it's pretty significantly unnecessary. Uh, similarly, um, Final Fantasy thirteen is a game that was um pretty divisive and got two not one but two sequels 13 2 and lightning returns colon final fantasy 13 um i you know the the story in the first game is not great um really good combat system but story characters not the best and then the story in 13 2 is complete nonsense but still the game is the combat is very good um and then i never played the third one but uh unnecessary didn't need to exist uh perfect dark zero the sequel to an incredible game perfect dark um did not need didn't need to happen um and is terrible uh tales of symphonia a really good rpg on the gamecube um that eventually got a wii sequel called tales of symphonia dawn of the new world that barely has anything to do with the first one and is awful and did not need to exist. Um, we've talked previously about The Last of Us. Um, I have The Last of Us 2 on here. I do think it's a very good game, but I consider the end of the, the first Last of Us to be uh, one of the best endings in fiction. I think it's a truly incredible ending, and the TV series, uh, I think, nails that as well. Um, there really didn't need to be a sequel. They found an interesting story to tell with the second game, but that there could have been the, the first game could have just been the end of that story and it would have been totally fine. Um, and then Bioshock two, uh, a game that is very loose other than taking place in the same setting is very loosely to do with anything that takes place in the first game. And is just, uh, not, not, not a great story. Uh, I have a few remakes on here. Um, these are all, uh, almost all movies. Uh, we have uh, the Carrie remake. That was in 2013. Didn't need to happen. Uh, the Total Recall remake with um, Colin Farrell. Yep. Um, the remake and sequels of Psycho. We talked about that already. Uh, the remake of Red Dawn. Red Dawn is already not a good movie. And then they remade it. And the remake is also bad. <laughs> um, Karate Kid remake. Talked about that. 
And then um, I'm going to say, just generically broadly, most American remakes of foreign TV shows. A lot happens a lot with British shows. Um, not, not a ton. Not as many of other cultures, but definitely some. Um, most of them just really don't need to exist. Like, just go watch the, especially for Br- the British ones that are like, this is already in English. Why are, why are we doing this again? You know? Um, so that's, uh, that's my list of honorable mentions. What do you got? Uh, I'll try to get through this quickly. Uh, the 2017 remake of the mummy Brendan Fraser is sure. amazing. And Tom Cruise should never have done this. Uh, Zoolander two. Why go watch the go, real quick. Go watch the original, uh, uh, unedited trailer for the mummy where they didn't put most of the sound in. And it is truly one of the wildest things I've ever watched. Hmm. Okay. Go watch that. Okay. Zoolander two. Uh, no, N- no. Van sure. Wilder. Two, uh, no. The Rise of Taj, right? Yeah. Uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Two. Cousin God, Eddie's Island that. Adventure. No, no. What the heck? I didn't even know that existed, and I saw that, and I was like, I uh, what? No, none of this says Christmas Vacation. None of this says classic, and it's it's everything you hated about the first movie, which would be pretty much the Cousin Eddie portions, and put it into an island adventure no that sounds awful jungle book 2 uh why no the sequel to look who's talking look who's talking now now the dog is talking um how about i know what you did last summer sequel i still know what you did last summer really that no we're not doing this uh your favorite actor of all time deuce bigelow male gigolo in rob schneider has a sequel called Deuce Bigelow European Gigolo. What? Fun fact. Uh, I didn't know the first movie existed and saw a trailer for the second movie and didn't realize it was a sequel. Mm. The first one should not have existed, let alone the yeah, second. Also, Rob Schneider shouldn't exist. Uh, Hocus Pocus, one of a the classic movies that millennials grew up on uh has a number two that came out i think within the last two three years um don't bother uh hot tub time machine two apparently i don't movies okay the first movie is okay that there's some funny things in it then i don't i don't feel like you should do number two at all um and i started to watch it and i couldn't finish it son of the mask because apparently Jim Carrey's the best thing about that movie wasn't Jim Carrey. Apparently it was the mask itself. And so, you know, let's go with Kennedy, right? Yeah. Some weird baby version of this. And, uh, speaking of Jim Carrey sequels and remakes, Ace Ventura jr. Pet detective. What? Why? No, this is awful idea. Uh, anchorman Two. anchorman was a classic. Did not need a remake. You should not have made a number two. There's like one funny part in that, and that's it. Um, American Psycho 2. Why is there an American Psycho 2? American Psycho 1 is a, or the first movie is a very complete movie and should not have a sequel. Mila Kunis is in that. The Exorcist 2. Really? The Exorcist 2? It's bad. It's really bad. The Never Ending Story 2. No, you, you don't need another 
never ending story. A third one also. They they did make a third, but I just meant like anything after the first. It should not be. Uh, I had the Carrie remake on here. I had Footloose remake. Kevin Bacon can never be replaced. Don't try to replace him. Uh, Robocop remake. (laughs) Titanic 2. Guess what (laughs) happens in this one? (laughs) Electric Boogaloo. Mm, It's 100 years later, and it's a new commemorative ship that meets the same fate and it it has just some terrible rankings do not watch this movie uh honey we shrunk ourselves the sequel to honey we shrunk the kids which and then was a honey fine i blew up movie. honey we blew up the kid yeah okay uh jurassic park two and three i don't and think. and the other the other ones i later. wasn't talking about jurassic world just two and three specifically because the those movies are also bad. like two and real two bad. And lost world and three uh, not notably none of them passed the first movie based on the books uh right so we talked about this earlier but we didn't talk about the sequel to it emperor's new groove has a sequel it is Kronk's, Kronk's new, new groove. groove. I I what? No. I think they ended up making no. an animated TV show of that as well. <sighs> Matrix two and three, like I said, uh, Dumb and Dumberer when Harry met Lloyd. Also Dumb and Dumber T O. Yeah. Uh, and then the Home Alone sequels. Uh, beyond. I'm gonna yeah, say Beyond fine. New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, two is okay. two is fine. So. Anything that doesn't have Macaulay Culkin. Well, he got too is, old at that point, so they couldn't yeah. do a three. So, yeah. and so they should have just stopped. And they there's didn't. like six or seven of those. We talked about this during the Christmas episode. I think we episode. talked about that already. I, yeah, I, it didn't need to exist. So anyway, that's the end of my honorable mentions list. Although uh, I, I do take issue with one of your entries on your which honorable one? mentions. What? Titanic um, two. I'm sorry. Nope, uh, Jungle Book, uh, because there is a book. So Jungle Book was written by Rudyard Kipling, yep. and later on he wrote another book called The Second Jungle Book. So oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I, I doubt that the movie adapts it that closely, but there are two actual Jungle Books. I didn't feel strongly about that. That's fair. I was just thinking there's so many Disney movies. You didn't need to make yep. a two. I arguably you didn't need to make a Lion King two or Lion even King, Lion King one point five. One and a half. Yeah, just <sighs> that Timon and Pumbaa show I liked as a kid. Stop taking good things and ruining them by making sequels or remakes of the originals. They will never be as good. They will never live up to the hype. You cannot be as good as the original. And I realize I'm just, I'm, I'm shouting into nothing right now because old man yells at cloud. Yeah, that's me. Well, I've moved our, uh, our top fives over no duplicates in top five. So these, uh, yeah. So we have the Matrix sequels, Alien after Alien, Mass Effect Andromeda, Highlander sequels, Overwatch 2, The Hobbit 2 and 3, Ghostbusters 2016, S. Darko, Space Jam and New Legacy, and Karate Kid 2010. So of the ones that you had on your list, um, Mm -hmm. Matrix was the only one that I had on mine. Um, I hadn't considered Alien, and I also hadn't considered Highlander, uh, and I didn't know enough about Overwatch or Mass Effect. just based on what you were saying. Uh, so if I had to think about how I feel about those just off the top of my head, um, I think you are, you are right to include Alien on there, and I would say anything beyond the original is unnecessary. Um, even though some of it's good. Even though some of it's good. I hadn't considered it from that perspective, and, mm-hmm. and so I think that probably warrants a, like a top 
five sure. uh, somewhere and probably like a four or higher. So if you wanted to consider that up there, um, as far as the matrix ones, I, I don't think the existence of two and three in any way demeans the original. If anything, for me, I forced my way through those because I wanted to see them. I don't regret watching them, but I'll never watch them again. And I will only just think of one as its own thing and pretty much ignore it. I think that's just strengthening my argument. Mm, I think it's just further saying that those those were completely unnecessary. That Well, they were unnecessary. I'm agreeing with you on that, but I don't think their existence cheapens one. And I only say that because you were taking issue with how much you differently you view um, Mr. Smith versus, um, or Agent Smith, excuse me, uh, versus now having seen two and three. And I just, I don't Agent feel Smith's that way. Agent way more interesting in the context of the first movie alone. Yeah, I, I agree. And so when I think about him in two and three, I've largely forgotten about it. So it doesn't diminish away. So it's like, what if there whatever. were a million of him? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I remember that, but that's not the point. Like, on on your list, um, I haven't seen most of these. Um, having amended the Hobbit one to be just two and three, I feel a lot more comfortable putting that highly. Um, uh, S. Darko, I do feel pretty strongly about, despite not having seen, because I have seen Donnie Darko, and man, that did not need a sequel in any way. I think to me. Um, seeing that of the ones that are on your list, I might put S. Darko as as the highest. Really? Of yours, yeah. Hmm. Because because Donnie Darko is the most complete story of, and like, like, you know, did they need to remake Karate Kid? No, but... You mean Kung Fu Kid? They remake everything. I do take issue that they're not doing karate in the movie. <laughs> Space Jam is just weird that a sequel got made to that because, like, that, that's and, and again, that one's completely a nostalgia play. Um, because a lot of kids our age have an incredible fondness for Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I enjoyed it. It's quite weird a bit. that they turned Space Jam two into Ready Player One. Also. Mm. we're just gonna jam every warner brothers character we can think of in there mm. you know Mm-mm. that's a weird choice and not really related um, to original space jam at all i one additional thing that i want to throw out here the space jam a new legacy in this movie i and i don't have all the facts on this so take this with a grain of salt but from what i read in one of the original cuts, there was a, a whole scene where they bring in Pepe Le Pew, and he was removed because of his right. rapey nature. Um, but in one of the scenes that he was in, I think he almost gets a lecture on getting consent and being appropriate, and they sure. cut all of that because they didn't want a character that was rapey in nature. Uh, and yet, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the characters from a clockwork orange are in this movie and if and they they are literally rapists in it's that weird. movie they make some weird decisions I, I from your list i think if i was to put 
entries on your list in the top five, I would choose S. Darko and I would choose Space Jam. That's such a weird thing. I think those are strong contenders. That's very bizarre. Very bizarre. I, I, I like Ghostbusters, I think, is a good choice. Also, I just don't care about Ghostbusters. Um, but I see I certainly see the argument for it. Just taking away all the things that we love about the original. Bustin' makes me feel good, you know? Having talked through it on the show, hmm. and I know that you, you have not as much connection for, for Mass Effect, I think Highlander has to make the top five. There could be only one, and then they did more. <laughs> it's not a number one, though. It's, the Highlander is like the textbook. No, it's not number one. It's definitely not number one, but I think it's got to be top five. Uh, I was thinking maybe it is a five. Um, if you want to Highlander at number tentatively five. place it there. We're putting it at five. Um, doing okay. it. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think Matrix sequels needs to be top five. Mm, it's not number one. I I'm struggling to put it at one because. I, I just I don't think what I don't do you think should be at one based uh, on our discussion. See, see that's so what I'm. That's the problem I'm having. I don't think there is a clear number one based on our discussion. Um, it is tough. Uh, if anything, I'm more inclined to just put Overwatch at ten and Karate Kid at nine. Like those are those are two that yeah, I that. feel kind of. That's fine. That's fine. Because like I I don't feel that strongly about Overwatch. And based on what you're saying, it sounds like it's not that it's unnecessary. It's that it lost its original spirit. And well, it 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 be like their original pitch for it had a lot more vitality to it, and then they just they canceled all the parts that made it not unnecessary. (laughs) The end product is unnecessary. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's, very, it's yeah, it's, it's the one. most unusual one on the list. So I totally get putting that at ten. So I've moved Karate Kid to nine, Overwatch at ten. Hmm. Let's see. Alien. Hmm. We could alien number one. No. 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 I don't. I don't feel that strongly about it. What yet. do you want to put at one then? See, the problem with putting an alien at one is. I I think the fact that there are some a, a few good ones post Alien that negates the fact that it shouldn't yeah, the, exist. We, we we specifically set up the definitive thing. Ahead I know. Of time saying I that know. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It doesn't mean it has to be bad. I know. I just I'm struggling with it. Like, yeah. I'm not upset it exists though, and I think that's part of being unnecessary. They told a complete. They told a complete story that didn't need a continuation. See, but then in the Hobbit, they told an incomplete story that should have ended. <laughs> the the weird thing with the Hobbit is they're adapting a thing that already existed, though. That's not true for any of the rest of these. Mm, Ghost. Well, I guess that's not a shock. Yeah. Shot remake. Yeah. No. No. no, no. Well. Hmm. This is very bizarre. So they're adapting a they're adapting a book that's what seventy years old, probably more more at the time at that point more yeah eighty eighty probably. Well, Hobbit's like, like thirty eight. 
I'm looking right now. Uh, Hobbit is 1937. I was oof, damn close. Very close. Very close. <laughs> Do you? Oh, it actually was published on the 21st night of September. <laughs> oh wow! What do you know? <laughs> Um, I'm going to start associating that song to The Hobbit. That's when Bilbo got the ring. Do you remember Bilbo got ring September? Okay, 1937. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. So, um, eight, 85 years later. 80, no, 75. It's literally 75 years later. There you go. Like, oh, wow. Math. Three quarters uh, of a century. That's ridiculous. Mm. It's an enduring work. See, even though I have that as my number one, I don't think you'll agree that that's number one. No, it's not. Uh, I don't think the Matrix sequels are number one, though. Uh, okay. But I don't think Alien's number one either. Um, I don't think Ghostbusters is number one. I don't think Mass Effect's number one. Um, and then we've already agreed that Highlander, Karate Kid, and Overwatch 2 are not number one. So that leaves yeah. S. Darko and Space Jam between the two of those. <laughs> I, think S. I think S. Darko is strong. Um, I, you know. If only because Donnie Darko was such a complete movie. Sure. And the fact that the, uh, uh, the director for S. Darko um what's his name richard kelly it is it was very exuberant on making sure that you knew he had nothing to do with this movie um which donnie, Dar think, donnie think, darko i think was his first movie so i would like to see project. alien one s darko two i think Ooh, what it's a similar argument for both but alien leads to uh interest alien is this in macrocosm, whereas Estarco is this argument in microcosm, right? Mm. Here's this um, that let here's an unnecessary sequel that killed a, that killed a potential franchise versus a successful unnecessary sequel that led to a uh, wildly up and down Way franchise. Too many. Yeah. You know, um. But it's it's a similar. Those are the two closest in my brain for similar, mm. and maybe like the purest version of this argument. Interesting, interesting. Um, so if if we're gonna do that, mm -hmm. I could put I could put Space Jam at three then. <sighs> you, this, is you where like I'm that? this is where I'm struggling. No, I I would rather have The Hobbit at three. But Hobbit should not be top five. Nah. If you want to cut Hobbit down to just the third movie, I'll give you top five. No. <laughs> oh man, that's the that's the deal I'll make. You love you you really love the love story in number two. I I get yeah. it, but there's a dragon and he's sick. I mean, yeah, he's very cool, but the spiders are pretty good. Lee Pace is in there. Lee Pace is great. I really don't like the barrel river water slide amusement park scene. I just. It's not great. It's, it's obscure. It's very bizarre. And there's there's. That know. would suck, though. <laughs> in that barrel, that'd be terrible. Uh, 
yeah, it would have been awful. It, it would have been, but that's not the point. Um, hmm. I do feel pretty strongly about Space Jam. Um, I think there's a really strong argument for Space Jam. I. It's just weird. Uh, it is. Very it's weird, weird how it got made so much later. Okay, so okay, here's my proposal. You're not gonna mm-hmm. like it, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Okay. All right, uh, and I'll here. Let me move. I'll let me move some stuff, and uh, y- you tell me what you think. I'm not gonna put them in place. I'll put them next to it. Okay. That's moving Space Jam to three. That's moving Ghostbusters. Nope. The Hobbit to six. Mass Effect to eight. Matrix to four. Ghostbusters to seven. Yeah, this is fine. Wait, what? Where are we, what are we doing with Overwatch? Crystal Skull, no. Nope. We both had it at nope. seven. Overwatch is stronger than Crystal Skull, I think. Oh, see, this is Fundament- the, this fundamentally, is the issue. <laughs> fundamentally, Crystal Skull... Like, I think Jaws is way stronger. I think Jaws and Psycho... Um, if, if we include an entry for I mean, list. Psycho. If I had a choice, I'd put Psycho there for sure, but... Uh, but like I, I think Overwatch Two is is stronger than Crystal Skull. See, I would argue that Psycho is stronger than Overwatch Two. Uh, I I don't, I don't think so. Oh, you think um, Overwatch Two is better than Alfred Hitchcock? What's wrong with you? Uh, little known fact, actually, uh, Alfred Hitchcock actually came up with all the original character designs for Overwatch. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're so full of crap. Um. I'm, right. I, aside from the Overwatch thing, I'm totally fine with this. Really? I uh, think this is an acceptable list. Oh man. Okay. Well, then I'm I'm cool with it too. I I guess that's, all over. that's what I get for making reasonable assertions. I I guess if it had to be anything, I'm okay with it being Alien. Um, I I do love the original. It is it is phenomenal. All right, I'm going to run it down. Yeah, do it. Run it back. Number 10, most unnecessary sequel or remake of all time, Overwatch 2. Uh, Nine is Karate Kid 2010. Number eight, Mass Effect Andromeda. Number seven, Ghostbusters 2016. Number six, the second and third Hobbit films. Number five, the Highlander sequels. Number four, the Matrix sequels. Number three, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Number two, S. Darko. And number one, Alien After Alien. And number zero, Lord of the Rings when they remake it eventually. Yep. Or that's the spiritual, Harry Potter when they the remake it. The one we're dreading the most. I am Lord dreading of Lord of the Rings more than anything. Because those movies are good, actually. One that we didn't include on here that we didn't even discuss, but I brought it up ahead of time, uh, was M. Night Shyamalan's variation of Avatar. Uh, having yeah, that, spoken about it so many times already, yeah, we, but we also talked about that. Didn't as, really feel like it's just a bad adaptation. I'm okay with the idea that they would adapt it effective. They could do a good adaptation of like it. They're I don't trying think, potentially. Yeah, we got this Netflix one coming out, and I hope it's good. I'm not entirely convinced, but that first trailer is is uh, not. Be- it, there's there's a lot of good stuff in that first trailer. Um, sure, but the the idea of adapting a wildly popular animated show to live action. I'm okay with that. Um, it's just that that M. Night Shyamalan did such, an, such a horrible job. 
maybe a fun future list would be thinking about movies that have a cool concept but overall didn't do well and how we would like to see a remake or a sequel to those. How would you define didn't do well? Like financially or just aren't good? Um, either or. Yeah, like a cool mm, concept okay. that had a poor execution. Yeah, I think... I would like to see the concepts in Tenet be um, in a movie that makes any kind of narrative sense. I would like to see Firefly in in a continuation. Nah, I don't know. I think Firefly might have been more time and place. Maybe. I don't want to. I don't want to see. I don't want to see the, anyone else play those characters. You know. No, that that is a, that is a problem. And they're not going to get that cast back together. No, it's impossible and at this point. Like no, like people aren't going to work with Joss anymore. You know. Um. That I, I there's no way there's no scenario where that turns out to be anything that is good. You know. No, I I think it's just it just needs cursed, to be what it's it a cursed is. Property. They're talking about doing that Buffy remake series, and boy, did I was among the various people on the internet that thought that was a horrible idea. Hmm. Don't, don't do it. Top ten things that should never be remade. Hmm. Lord of the Rings. There's that would be, yeah. Lord of the Rings one. Lord of the Rings two. Lord of the Rings three. Uh, one per fandom, whatever. Oh, did we? Did I? Did we adhere to that? I think I guess we did. I think we did. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see. Are there any characters from anything, anything in our top ten that shows up in Space Jam: A New Legacy? Uh, Agent Smith is also in The Hobbit, but he plays a different character. That's true. <laughs> Hugo Weaving. Ah, uh, yeah. He's out there. Yeah, and Hugo Weaving's great. Uh, you know what? He's also in Alien. Uh... In one of the post-Alien movies, right? Is, uh, is he? No, he's not. I'm just messing with you. I don't think it. he is. No. He voices a character on Overwatch, too. And he's I also, also a Kung Fu true. master in The Karate Kid. He was the Red Skull. Uh, yeah. But yeah. not in I'm, that later movie. I'm sure we could find other overlap if we spent time. It's not worth it. But anyway, we did it. We finished it. It's done. We did. We should, we should probably move on. We should wrap it, up this episode. It's been a while. So, okay. Well, thank you everyone for taking the time to listen to us argue. And we hope you enjoyed it. We certainly did. And our next episode, Josh, do you wish to tell the people what we will be discussing next time? Yeah, we are going to be talking, doing another ranking of, actually. Um, Actually. and we're going to delve into Scott and I's shared love and history with the Guitar Hero games, and we're going to be doing a ranking of related to the Guitar Hero games. We don't know exactly what that's going to look like yet, but that's the general idea we're going with. So if you also have played or enjoyed those games and you, you feel strongly about some of those songs, tune in. It'll be a fun episode. Yeah. It's, it's going to be... One of the earlier ones. Mm, yes. Prob- We're not going to do probably uh, definitely. Guitar Hero Warriors of Rock soundtrack. Mm, let's the say. Aerosmith soundtrack. We're also not doing a ranking. Of, we're we're doing we're going to do a ranking of, of songs specifically here. We're not doing a ranking yeah. of Guitar Hero games because that would not be interesting. No. Yeah. We okay. could do that in about 10 minutes. Well, the, 
the song so we're gonna have to figure out if we're doing our enjoyment of those songs or our enjoyment of the song play oh, track like the chart yeah it's been long enough since i i don't know if i could do that anymore i'd have to go back and probably watch every single one of those and uh That's... think about it um we're gonna have, we'll have to come back to that but anyway until Bottom of the trash tier uh the um no, don't the no, song no spoilers the, no spoilers the sword no no i'm talking about playing oh freya um, what the the yeah freya by the sword that no. song is miserable to play it's so it's so long and yeah the chord changes are annoying yeah boom 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 you're like oh god i gotta keep repeating this about 50 times yeah exactly so many measures so many measures of the same thing yep Oh man, I, I don't know why that immediately jumped out of my brain as this no, one sucks. And, and but... I actually have a story around that, but I'll I'll save it until next episode. So until okay, next time, good. I have been this whole time, Scott, and I continue to be Josh. And remember, with a little practice, you can argue your way into a friendship. Take care, folks. Looking at my notes, you're gonna be losing. Nothing about what I said is correct. Let's do an episode of the podcast that is like, um, you ever play the wrong answer game? Hmm, wrong answers only? Yep. Yeah. Trivia and stuff. Mm hmm. This is like stupid, easy questions. We have a yep. wrong answer game episode of the podcast where we, all of our information is incorrect. Hmm. Top 10, top 10 Peter Jackson movies. Oh, well, Harry Potter's obviously number one. Uh, with Goodbye a boy and get out of smart sequence. Uh, smart. Oh, it wouldn't be a sequence. Maybe something else. What's a? Ooh, scatter plot. <laughs> smart scatter plot. Mm, smart scatter. Scatter smarties. A smattering of scatterings. The show where we talk about whatever the fuck we feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two white dudes talking about stuff. You don't, you don't know I'm white. Wrong answers only, I guess.